ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. Today, episode number 45. Wow, 45. We're flying through these episodes. My God, before I know it, we'll be in triple digits, but that's a whole nother year away. But today, in the studio, Taylor, welcome. Welcome to the studio. Thank Code you. 1030. Thank <laughs> you. For now, you were telling me just before we started that you have been on a binge of, of the episodes on this show. Yes. Yes. So I, I messaged you, God, what was that? That had to be, what was it, I think Tuesday? Yeah, just Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday, I messaged you, hey, you want to come on? You said yes. And then you listened to some episodes. Mm-hmm. How many did you get through? I got through like four, which isn't, I guess, that. that no, I mean, that's that's like eight hours. Yeah, that was like two <laughs> days, though, too. So, but like I genuinely was just listening to them on, a, oh, yeah. like, yeah, constantly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't listen to my own episodes. I just, <laughs> none of that. I'll listen to mine. I'm so narcissistic. Like really? I, I love hearing myself talk. You do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna actually listen to it and i'm like yeah, absolutely you, usually i ask people like are you gonna listen to an episode mm-hmm. majority say absolutely not oh my god i love like my instagram i uh-huh. look at it at least twice a day i don't even what care. do you do you like just look at your posts or? yeah like i guess it's more of like a memory thing like i okay. don't care who looks at it but i love looking at it myself oh, yeah. i compile it so it's so entertaining for myself <laughs> <laughs> now yes. as i was saying when you first came in here i have not seen you in years Mm -hmm. i have not seen you in years i I remember having a lot of classes with you in high school yes i liked working with you i remember i had like i had i think i had like multiple math classes with you or something at least a few semesters Mm -hmm. and i always thought you were cool and i was like and you saw me at my worst math i'm just i'm terrible so i like hate it i despise (laughs) life when i'm in that class (laughs) oh my god who was the teacher that we had first month first semester would have been your junior year God. Oh God, it was. I had Siget. Siget. Did I have? No. Was it Siget or Clayton? It was. Were, it was Siget. Yeah. It was Siget. I just. I remember you in that class, mm-hmm. just being like Siget. I don't get it at all. <laughs> just stuff like that, and I was like, oh well, my. here's the thing. I tried so hard in that class. Like I, you know how people like fuck around and don't actually mm-hmm. do the assignments. I would do it the entire class. I would come in for my lunch every single day for like weeks. And then I, I would, like, kill it on uh-huh. all these practice problems. Yeah. I take the test, and I get, like, a 65 every single time without fail. Sigit was so not helpful. Like, I'd be oh. like, Sigit, <laughs> what do I do? Like, I need you to help me. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe try harder. <laughs> like, well, that's helpful. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. But the fact that I haven't seen you in years is one of the big reasons I wanted you on this show. Mm-hmm. Because, like, since I last saw you, which was your senior year. Mm-hmm. Based off looking at your Instagram and seeing you post all the time, a lot has happened to you. Just a little. Just a, yeah, just a little just a bit. Little. Just a little bit. But you're one of the people who I would say on this show has like, I would think the most information coming in. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like over the last, since I last saw you, which was in 2019, by the mm-hmm. way. Yes. That you've, you've been through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> so I needed to get you in to talk about mm-hmm. it. Now. Let's go back to uh, 2019 first off. Yes. Where we last saw each other. Mm-hmm. So how would you, for those listening who like maybe didn't know you in high school or don't know you at all, how would you have described yourself in high school? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, oh my God, I cared about what people thought about me so much. So much. That like based my entire personality. I was just like trying to be the 
like I don't know copy of every mm-hmm. single other person in SHS, okay. yes. which you know I feel like a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was for sure. Yeah, 2019, I was a very different person than I am now, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll talk about a lot of it. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. Very different, but I don't know. I was kind of involved in, like, every activity. I was, mm. like, trying to beef up my college resume. I was trying to be friends with everyone. Ooh. Yeah. What, what were you doing to try to be friends with everyone? You just, like... Well, I felt like I was maybe genuinely a nice person hopefully yes yes i thought so okay that's good (laughs) i wasn't a raging bitch like that's great um yeah and yeah student council key club uh every single sport you could do really okay maybe not that many but like volleyball golf track i managed golf yeah i was terrible at it (laughs) my aunt used to coach so i was like oh maybe i should give it a go and then all my friends did it one year and which one were you the best at though I really enjoyed volleyball. Okay. I did that for quite a few years, and then I did um, outside of school volleyball too. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I managed boys basketball my freshman year. That was very fun. Like, I didn't really? do shit, but I just, like, got to hang out with people mm-hmm. for, like, three hours a day. So that was really fun. Did you do, like, theater, choir, stuff like that? No. No. That no, was no. no one wants to hear me sing. No. <laughs> you know, maybe if I had that ability, I would have done theater because I like talking in front of people. Mm-hmm. But, like, right now I'm in a performance and speech class in college. But, yeah, the singing just wasn't there. <laughs> so, and I used to dance for a really long Ooh. time, but. You've done everything. Yeah, everything. done it all. Done it all. Been done there, done it. that. Uh-huh. Now, I kind of wrote in here that I think I met you in Algebra 2. Mm-hmm. That would have been my sophomore year. I think that's when I met you. And, like I said, I always thought you were cool. And then, but let's talk about senior year more. Mm-hmm. So, back then, I always remember you ta- You said you're beefing up your resume, mm-hmm. all that. And then, what was the plan your senior year? Were you going to college? Yes. Elsewhere? Yeah, so I applied it. to, I think, seven schools. Okay. Only one of them was in Wisconsin. Okay. I was going through, I was, like, deep, re- deeply religious at the time, too. Um, so I was, like, very much into that, like, southern school culture. Okay. I had religion embedded in it. So I applied to, like, Auburn and Georgia, and I applied to, like, four schools in Texas. My dad's side did live in Texas for a while, mm-hmm. and he went to school there. So that was, like, mm-hmm. kind of a draw there. And then I ended up um, getting admitted into Baylor, which is a pretty good school. So that was awesome. And um, they gave me a really large scholarship. So that kind of like just bumped it to the top Mm -hmm. of the list. And then I ended up enrolling in it. And yeah, I was going to school in Baylor for Mm -hmm. a bit there. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the next thing. What were you studying? Uh, I was a biochem major. Biochem. When I was going in, in Baylor, they were they were really intense. I had to go down there for a week to do like this orientation in June, and then they signed me up for like this summer intensive program that Mm -hmm. they make everyone who's like a pre med or pre healthcare um student do, and it was just a big combo of calculus, physics, and chemistry, and I was having to do like two to three hours of like this classwork a day. And I had oh to have it completed by, like, July 31st or something. And then, otherwise, like, I wasn't allowed <laughs> to get into my generals that oh I my. needed. And then, apparently, my, like, whole track would be off. Oh, so oh shit. Biochem is serious. Yeah, folks. it was <laughs> very intense down in Texas for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind it. I was yeah. very excited for school. Did, did so. you, did you, did you uh, have any issues moving down to Texas being away from 
Wisconsin for so long. Yeah, so actually, that was a little crazy. Last minute, like, I think it was two weeks before I was supposed to move in, Mm -hmm. there was a big issue with, like, my student loans and financial aid, and Baylor makes you pay before you come. Like, you can't start until you pay because Mm -hmm. they want so much money from you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And so, like, it was literally, like, I think eight or nine days before I was supposed to move in, and all of a sudden, like, I had to drop out because um, my, like, even though I had the scholarship, like the remainder of my financial mm-hmm. aid didn't go through. That was a clusterfuck. <laughs> I had the biggest mental breakdown. Like I got immediately into my car and I picked up Emma Kisslina and Natalie okay. Kratz. And okay. I just like, I think I cried for like two minutes, like just sobbed in this back country road. I just like pulled this over to the side of the road and I like lost it. And then two minutes later, I was like, no, this is great. I'm, I'm going to go travel the world. And I bought a one-way ticket to Portugal, like at that moment. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to Portugal. And then like I came to my senses later on. Okay. And I was like, okay, maybe this isn't the best decision. It took me about like a week or something to refund that ticket. But oh boy, it was just a whirlwind of emotions. And then I had like bought like uh bought a bunch of furniture down there and all this stuff and like i'd have like coffee dates planned with people when i got there so i had to like text all these people and i was like hey not going there anymore so like when was this like late august that you learned this like you're just like oh shit i can't go mm-hmm, now, beginning of august had you been down there already to like see everything like it was the summer intensive classes i assume those were those were those in person no they were um online okay i'd been there down there for like i think i was down there for like eight days uh, in june so okay. yeah and also i hadn't toured the school before i'd gone there but i okay. like fell in love with it when yes. i got there it was perfect but it yeah. shit happens you know yeah it should happen <laughs> shit happens. and you know it worked out for the better mm-hmm. like everything turned out fine so oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Kind of like that. I went to uh last year. Mm-hmm. My I graduated 2020 obviously. And I went to I was going to Ripon College mm-hmm. up near Oshkosh. And I was going there. Uh went there for a month and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm leaving." So mm-hmm. I left. And now I'm here doing a podcast. Good for you though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> God. Now, when you were breaking the news to like Everyone around you that you weren't going to mm-hmm. Baylor. Did anyone were people like super shocked? Yeah, pe- I didn't do it in the like most communicative or like healthy way. So like I picked up Emma and Natalie, told them in person, and okay. then I just I think I posted something on my Instagram story that night that said just it was just like a screenshot of my plane ticket, uh-huh. and I was like I'm going to Portugal, and then gave no further context, and then I had like. I think I had somewhere like 30 or 40 people like DM me and I just chose to ignore it for like a week. (laughs) And then I was like very like as brief as I could be. I'd be like, yeah, like FASA got fucked up and I dropped out of college. (laughs) So that was that. And then I don't think I really elaborated much more to anyone. (laughs) Like, Well, well, maybe some of those people are listening to this podcast and if they're still confused, (laughs) those will clear things up. Yeah, apparently there was a rumor that went around too. I just found this out like a few weeks ago. My friend told me that like I wasn't smart enough and I had lied about going there and I have an idea who it was. But (laughs) then she was like going around telling everyone. She's like, yeah, Taylor was like lying this whole time. She was too dumb. She didn't get in. She didn't get into any of our colleges. So like... How rude. Um, I know. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> but I hate this person anyhow, so and I haven't <laughs> seen her in years, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I was worried about you coming on this podcast. I hadn't seen you in years. I didn't mm-hmm. know if you were gonna be like completely different than the person I met in high school. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know going into this. Yeah. So, but it seems like you're about the same. So, <laughs> yeah. So far. Yes. So far. I guess you'll find and out. I'll, like, I'll find know, out. We still, yeah. we still got a while to go in this show, people. <laughs> but, all right. So, like, <laughs> Baylor, no go. Yeah. No go. No go. How how long would you say it took you to get over that? Oh God, like. <laughs> I was traumatized for like at least a year. Like I refused to unfollow anyone that I knew there. And every single time they post a photo, I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to like go I die could, now. I could like, be in that one. I know. I was <laughs> like, oh, I, I would be there right now. Like, oh, that, that would probably be my best friend right now. Like totally like just doing it to myself. Finally, like I think during quarantine, I unfollowed everyone. It took that long. Like, I was really stuck on Baylor for a hot minute. And now I've, like, just blocked it all out of my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that didn't happen. I got to so. ask, like, what was your family's reaction when this all went down? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I told my parents. I was leaving up and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. you better have a plan, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, my family was very supportive, which was nice. But it was also, like, my mom and I had been doing the financial aid together. So, mm-hmm. like, she was, like, the one that broke it to me. And I was like... Oh, this sucks. <laughs> so she just felt really bad. That How she, did she break it to you? She called me into the living room randomly one afternoon. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I have dinner plans tonight. This couldn't have waited till tomorrow or something. I was like, that kind of was a bummer on my night. But yeah, so. <laughs> it is what it yes. is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that. I didn't figure out that you left college until much later, and I only figured it out once I saw, like, your posting in other places, and I was like, oh, what happened? happened?" Yeah, like I said, I was not very (laughs) transparent with that. I was just like, ooh, like, that art of mystery. I will say that after you left, Mm -hmm. and all the posts and stuff that I've seen about you, it seemed like you had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I will say that. It seemed like you enjoyed that being away from school and just being free traveling around all that so we're gonna talk Mm -hmm. a lot about your travels across the u.s Mm -hmm. did you did you go to portugal did you go anywhere overseas no i didn't go to portugal sadly no there's still time there's still time you got a lot of time time. now you've been on a lot of trips from Mm -hmm. what i've seen so Mm -hmm. i want to try to kind of break them down some sort of order we can talk about all of them whatever ones you want Mm -hmm. okay start like okay so you've no more Baylor. Mm-hmm. You're at home. What's the first trip you decided to do? Yes. Yeah, so I immediately started working at Eichster's full time. I've okay, been there for yes, a few years. Yes. And then um, Eichster's season ended like November 1st or something, or I finished there then. Mm-hmm. And then I think like November 5th or something, I was like, oh, I'm going to like very last minute. There's this concert happening in Madison okay. or Milwaukee. And it was literally just like chain smokers um, and five seconds of summer. Mm. And then this one artist named Lennon Stella. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll go to this concert. Like, I don't have anything to do tonight. And then I enjoyed it so much. I was like, damn, that was really good. Like, I wonder where they're playing next. And then their next concert was in Kansas City. And I was like, oh, shit, I know someone in Kansas City. So I was like, sure, I'll go. And this is, I decided this at, like, 1 a.m. The next concert was at, like, 7 p.m., mm-hmm. I guess, that day. So I, like, went to bed for a few hours, got up at, like, 4 a.m. and just drove to Kansas City. And I got there at about 3 p.m. or something. And then I, like, waited outside, got front row, and I was like, this is a great concert. Spent the night at my friend's house, and I was like, 
literally started driving home and I was like, you know what? Maybe one more. Like, I'll just go to one more. And then okay. <laughs> drove over to Kansas. So it was like another seven hour drive. <laughs> Went to that concert. That was fun. And then um, I was like, well, shit, I don't know anyone in Kansas. So and I don't have that much money. So I ended up the concert got done at like. 1230 or something like that okay. and then I ended up just driving straight to Nebraska because uh, Emma Kisling went to school there and that was like oh. the closest person I knew and I ended up getting to Emma's dorm at about 4 a.m. and Emma actually wasn't at school that night she was like with a friend in a different city but her roommate was home so her roommate was supposed to like let me into the dorm when I got there mm -hmm. so I could go to sleep mm -hmm. and then her roommate um was too busy busy um fucking her boyfriend and she didn't <laughs> let me in till 9 a.m oh, so great. i just sat in my car for like five hours in the parking lot did you sleep lot. in the car i tried okay, it was it very work. scary <laughs> <laughs> um and then i ended up just like sleeping that whole night drove started driving home and then i like was falling asleep at the wheel or about mm. to so i pulled over and i was like in about iowa and okay. I was like, shit, I only know like one person who lives in Iowa. So it was Allie Weam and I mm -hmm. ended up calling her and I was like, hey, can I come sleep at your house tonight? And she, I ended up like coming and like I was at her house like 30 minutes later and she was literally doing homework and I was just like sitting in her room really awkwardly. And then we went to bed and she made breakfast the next morning and I drove her to class and then I went home. And then when I got home, I was like... Yeah, that was still really a good concert. Like, I want to go to another one. And so I ended up flying down to Arizona, which was their next concert, mm -hmm. like two days later. And then I was down in Arizona for four days by myself. And then I flew oh, home. Shit. It was very fun. Arizona by your, by yourself. Were you in a hotel then or were you? Yeah, I, I like splurged and got myself a really nice hotel. <laughs> um, but I love going to concerts alone because I love talking to people. Like, it's my favorite thing ever is mm -hmm. meeting new people. And so, like, every single concert I went to, I'd just meet new people. And Who were some of the interesting people you met? Oh, my God. There was this one couple in Kansas City. Okay. I literally was just messaging her yesterday. Like, I still keep in touch with everyone I meet Ooh, at nice. concerts. Yeah. She was, like, 22, and her boyfriend at the time was, like, 21, and they were from Texas or something, mm -hmm. and... Yeah, we just ended up talking the whole time. And there's also, like, a 15-year-old girl there with her mom. And, like, all five of us just, like, we're chatting the whole time. Like, we uh -huh. waited in line for, like, four or five hours. And it just became such great friends. And it's just, like, the most random people. And then in Arizona, there was this one girl I met. And after the con she was alone as well, but she went to school down there. And then after the concert, we ended up going um, and getting food together. And then, like, I don't know, we still, like, like each other's Instagram posts and stuff. So... Ooh. Yeah, just like, oh, nice. yeah, very fun. <laughs> so that was the first one. That was a very impulsive, like, I okay. had the one outfit on that I had, like, wore to the concert. Uh -huh. Like, and then I had, like, a pair of sweatpants and a sweatshirt and then my makeup bag. And that's all I had packed. That's it? Yeah, just, like, two outfits. And Were these, like, super impulsive? Like, you just, like, fuck it. And just ran yeah, out oh, the door? Oh, extremely impulsive. Like I said, like, the Kansas City one, I was literally driving home and I, like, turned around and just went the opposite direction. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind going to another one. And what else do I have to do? Did your parents say anything about that? We're like, <laughs> where are you? I had told my mom I was going to be staying with a friend in Milwaukee that night. Huh? It took about two or three nights to figure out I wasn't in Milwaukee. And then in the middle of one of the concerts, I just get a text and she goes, I think my brother snitched on me because he was on my Instagram. <laughs> okay. I've since blocked him. <laughs> and this was like years ago. And she's like, are you in Milwaukee or Missouri right now? And I just didn't respond until I got home. My parents give me a very, a very long leash, though. Like, I don't know. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't give him much yeah. of reason to. Okay. What was the timeline for all these concerts, too? Was this like, okay, no more Baylor. How long until the first concert? Uh, Baylor fell through in August, and the first okay. concert was November. November. So I had like a little bit of okay. time. November. When was the when was the last concert of that string string you already it was, said? It was like a, literally just like a week period. Like I went to I think five of them, like within a week. All the so, same. All, yeah, chain all the same. Smokers. All the same oh. band, <laughs> and I'd I'd be in the same exact spot every single concert. Uh huh. And, like, at that point, like, I don't know. There's not that many people there. They would, like, recognize you. And there's, like, this weird culture. I, like, became a groupie, I guess, Mm -hmm. because I followed this band around. There's this weird culture. There would be the same girls at every single concert, like, waiting to get in. They were, like, weird. Like, I hate judging people. Like, I Uh I love everyone. But (laughs) these were some weird-ass girls. Like, they, some of them, I guess Five Seconds of Summer are from Australia or something. Okay, okay. They fucking came from Australia, and they were following them. They would, like, make sure they timed up their flights exactly the same time as Five Seconds of Summer. They'd stalk them on, like, all forms of social media, like, wait outside their tour vans for, like, 12 hours at a time, like, literally stalk them. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm enjoying myself. So that's why I'm stalking this group. And it's not like I didn't even know who the lead singer, like the names were until Mm -hmm. like the second concert or something. I was just like, oh, yeah, I know a couple of their songs. I learned all their songs by the end of this little escapade. But (laughs) um, these girls were obsessed. Like their backgrounds were of the boys and like. Um, they like some of them had tattoos. Like some of them would like, of course, (laughs) of course, and scream. And I'm just like, I am not on that level, but I'm (laughs) hanging out with you. I guess a week in a row now. And I was like, I was just really hoping like the band didn't group me with these people because I was like, I'm the sane one here. Even though I guess if you were saying you would keep me separate from them. Yeah, I was like, I'm not with them. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like fun though. I've never been to a concert. You've never been to a concert? Never. Oh my God. I'm never. like the concert person. Like that I is know. my shit. I know. I want to go to some. And I, I've never been to any. Oh God. Who Who's like your favorite artist that you would like really want to see in concert? I'm big into rap. So mm-hmm. probably Playboy Cardi. Yeah. That's who I want to see. Mm-hmm. That's who I want to see. Okay. My, my tips and tricks. Okay. Let's hear it. I use SeatGeek. There's a lot of like influencers uh-huh. or celebrities that will give discount codes. So at least every single concert that you purchase a ticket to, you'll get $20. If you just find like a random celebrity, mm-hmm. you like can Google like SeatGeek celebrity codes. That's $20 off instantly. Also, I always wait until the last possible second. Like... I think I went and saw Billie Eilish at Summerfest. And I bought my ticket as I was walking in the door, and she started uh-huh. like ten minutes after I got in. And they were eight hundred dollars seats, and I got them for like sixty dollars, I think, and it was front Ooh. row. So it's just like shit like that because people panic when it's like like the concert's about to start, uh-huh. and I haven't sold it. Like there's always tickets. There's never not gonna be a moment uh-huh. when there's not tickets, and then they're just like, okay, I guess I'll sell them for whatever I can get. Also, Billie Eilish. I'm a, I, li- I like Billie Eilish, okay. big fan. What was her concerts like? Hers were some of the best I've been okay. to. I went to a couple of them one summer. Um, she puts on a really good show. Mm-hmm. She's really, really good live. Mm-hmm. So that's like the most intense like mosh pit I've ever been in, okay. though, is the Billie Eilish one in Chicago. So I ended up going... Um, I don't think they're... No, because Elise is a senior this year. Elise Carter and Sierra mm-hmm. Bergman. I ended up going with them. 
And I lost them instantly, like in the mosh pit. They were able to stick together, but I was like, well, you know, I already lost them. I better like try to push my way to the front. Mm-hmm. There was girls like passing out, just like dropping. And the other girls around, like they would not make room or call for help or anything. They would literally just step on them. They would like push forward. Like, cause the mm-hmm. second someone moves, you move forward. And yeah. like these girls were ruthless. I mean, <laughs> I literally saw someone get stepped on and then like, uh-huh. Um, you're so packed tight with everyone. Uh-huh. Like you can't be claustrophobic and do this because oh, yeah. like you can't move your arms. You you don't get water. Like every once in a while when you're like in a mosh pit like that or something, and security will go around and pass water and you literally like just pass it back to every single person. Every person gets like one sip or something. Mm-hmm. But I think I saw at that concert like three or four people pass out and then oh my. immediately people just like start pushing them back and then taking their spot. Like oh it's just, it's brutal out there. Yeah, I've never... Not obviously not that serious, but I went to the uh, Deer District when the Bucks were playing. Yes, and a couple like a month or so ago, a couple months ago. Yeah, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I just remember like we were all just sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden all these girls were charging through the crowd of people, like carrying this girl who was obviously so drunk she was mm-hmm. like throwing up all over the place, like out of the way, out of the way, and just like charging through everyone. Yeah, and we saw Deer District was crazy, but there was a lot of fucking people there. Was there. A, especially in the last game. The oh, last, the, the last game of the final. Did you see? Do you follow Barstool at all or uh, something? No, not did, that did much. you ever see like any of the uh, Instagram posts of like the like overview of it? Like oh, someone yes. from yeah, that was yeah. crazy. I went to one of the earlier games in the final mm-hmm. because yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. I'm so sorry. I should ask for a coaster before we begin. <sighs> it's all good. Let's see if we have an extra. I don't want to ruin your table. Like oh, it's really. Don't worry. This table's this table's a piece of shit. Don't worry about. It. Oh, the old ripping. Oh, college. ripping college. Yes, I, I still got the napkins. Don't where, worry. Where did you get napkins? Like they don't pass them out at colleges. I don't know. I think that I think they came with like when I got accepted the kit, so like a <laughs> gift bundle, like fucking napkins. <laughs> I got a t-shirt and a sweatshirt, and you get napkins. I got, I got napkins. I, I can't remember if there was anything more than that. Honestly. I don't blame you for I leaving. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, we are out of here. If a college sent me napkins, unless the financial aid was really good, I'd say sayonara. Like, no. Like, uh, that, it was it was expensive. Like, I got, I was, so how, like, Rippin advertises, like, okay, they, they the starter cost is, like, super high, mm-hmm. but then they offer everyone financial aid that automatically, like, cuts it at least in half. Are they private? They're private, yeah. Okay, then, yeah. Yeah. So Taylor like, was too. Yeah, yeah. So like, but even after I got all the financial aid and some scholarships and whatnot, it was going to cost me like eleven grand a semester. It's like, nah, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah. So now I go. Now I go to MATC. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't uh, blame you. Uh, yeah. Well, Baylor was giving me. I got like thirty-two thousand a year. I was still having to pay twenty-six out of pocket or like with loans or something. So even with that scholarship, and if I would have gotten loans, I would have come out with like a hefty amount of debt. So that was mm-hmm. a smart decision. Yeah, to yeah, it not, is. Not it go. is. It now is. Now I have no debt, so mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. nice. The crazy thing is when you see people my age, your age, who are going to super expensive colleges, mm-hmm. have no jobs, yeah, and just racking up thousands of dollars, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing there? Gosh. Gosh. I mean, I would love that. Like, good for... Well, I guess they're racking up money and they have to pay it off eventually. Yeah, but. they'll pay it off eventually. But yeah. the thought of debt scares me so much. The thought mm-hmm. of like owing thousands of dollars to anyone. God, I have a car. I ended up buying to like get good credit or something. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, I just need a good car. And, like, I'm able to afford the monthly payments. And I put down a nice deposit. But I'm still, like, terrified. I'm like, what if a year from now, like, suddenly I, like, break every bone in my body and I can't work? And then how how do I pay for my car payments? And then the uh-huh. government, like, jails me or something. I don't think that's how it works. No, but <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> it's so scary. Like, the prospect that I owe people money. But Yes, yes. But it's it's I, adulting, I, I always guess. think, like... Whenever I'm in a bad situation, and I always think of worse situations people our age are in. Whenever, yeah. I, whenever I'm like, "Oh, I have to pay this much money," then I'm like, "Oh shit, so and so is going to UW Madison. They own thirty grand. Sucks to be them." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that makes me feel better. And all these girls that are going to Baylor. Well, you know what? I bet a lot of them just have their parents paying for it. But I'm like, yeah, that's you know, have fun I, with your one hundred fifty thousand uh-huh. dollars for undergrad debt. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh, like. It's crazy seeing people have their parents pay for everything. Like, how their parent, how do their parents have that much money? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, my parents had set up a little college account for me. Mm-hmm. It was going to pay for a little bit. But I've been told since I was young, like, we don't have enough money to pay for your entire college. <laughs> like, you got to. Yeah. So I've been working full time at the country club down here yeah. every summer. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was like, shit, once I get to, like, year three of ripping, I'm going to be completely out of money. Yeah. So I left there, and now I'm here, and I work at the country club still, MATC, and this. Very similar, though, because I'm going to MATC this year. Yes. Possibly two years. Yes. Um, still live with my parents, which at first I, like, despised the thought of, but it's actually very nice now because I'm, like, I'm not paying, like, mm-hmm. a rent payment at all. Yes. And so that's right. Nice. There's two times I was very close to moving out with someone and then it was just mm-hmm. like I don't feel comfortable with this. Like what if six months down the line like I can't afford yes. it anymore. Yes. It's it's yeah. very nice. It's mm-hmm. very nice. We're gonna talk a lot more about MATC yeah. later on in the show once we get more into the college part. Because mm-hmm. I could rant about MATC for a <laughs> while. So now we're on to your next trip. So after mm-hmm. you go on those that run that run of concerts. Yes. What's next in line? Um, you know, I chilled out at home, went to a few more concerts at home, like Milwaukee, so I'd just be home that night. And then um, I ended up going to a wedding in Arizona for a week, which was super nice. Mm. Uh, it was for one of my friends, Aaron Brosky. Um, I'm very close with their family, and I've gone on a bunch of vacations with them. And they had me come with to the wedding, like, super last minute, too. Okay. And it was, like, four or five days in Arizona. And I just ended up doing her sister's hair for her wedding and then, like... We called it even, but I just got to hang out with like, it was a bunch of like 26 year olds from Stoughton. So like Ooh. I knew their siblings. So yeah. like John Browning, um, mm-hmm. a quality shit, Matt, is it? No, not Max. Um, okay. old Brett, Brett, quality. Okay. okay. Um, like Haley Fitzgerald, Nikki Smeadol, like a ton of other people. Um, but that was like, it was very weird. Cause I was like, you're a very different age than me, but we had a great fucking time. Like mm-hmm. we just partied in Arizona for Mm-hmm. couple days and mm-hmm. i ended up getting very drunk at this oh wedding, yes oh which yes of course of course you, you have, have to, to. you have to it was a very small wedding like maybe 15 people there because it was a destination okay, wedding yes. and i remember like just like going off on the dance floor like being very drunk obviously drunk showing up to uh-huh. breakfast the next morning very drunk oh and like the day before we had this like brewery tour and by 10 p- like 10 a.m I was so drunk off of mimosas. I was like, I don't think I can stand up from the table and walk to the car. Like, and we had just started. And so just shit face the whole week. And then the last day of this trip, we're at a very fancy Italian restaurant with the whole like gang mm-hmm. who had come down for the, uh, come down for the wedding. 
And I like look across the table and this one woman had looked so familiar the entire time. Okay. And finally it like clicked in my head. Do you remember, do you know who Donna Olson is? Like the ex mayor of the town? She used to I have an idea. Yes. The name's like familiar. Well, yes. I remember it was, she used to be the mayor. Of the okay. town. She was at the wedding this uh -huh. whole time. Like, I guess she doesn't hold status anymore, but it yes. was still mortifying to me. Like I realized I was like, I was literally like, I don't know. I had my ass out for all these people and I was shit faced and I was like 19 or something. And this was like the mayor of Stoughton that I was doing this in front of. And so that was like, I was very remorseful for the rest of the trip. I was like, oh my God, like I'm never getting on good graces with her mm -hmm. if I ever wanted to like, mm -hmm. I don't know, know someone oh yeah. oh my God. that had status. Oh, like, yes, but as you can tell, we do an enjoy the occasional drink <laughs> yes. on this show yes occasionally just, you know just, just every now and then you know we have a we have a little bit but yeah mm -hmm. i've definitely been a little too fucked up in many many occasions mm -hmm. like oh god i can't remember it's been too many times too many times too many times like we're i mostly get fucked up with like i don't know if you brady estervig yeah owen oh, chase yeah. I, yep those I guys. have classes with Emil and Brady. I think at least his family I know from church. So. Oh yes, I don't. I don't think his parents like me. I get him too <laughs> fucked up on the regular. Mm. Too fucked up. Uh, I I'm trying to be smart about this tonight. Like I think I'm gonna be okay if I don't mix liquor or anything. But last week I had the worst hangover my entire <sighs> life. Oh my gosh! Like, and I thought I had known hangovers. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I ended up like getting kidnapped by some coworkers. They just pretty much texted me and they go, "Hey, we're pulling up outside your house in five minutes. Okay. Ready to go?" Like out of the blue, I didn't know what was happening. They uh -huh. ended up taking me to the Luke Bryan concert that oh, happened yeah. like in that cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> Not are you a Luke Bryan fan? <laughs> you know what? I grew up with country music. <laughs> I knew enough of his songs, but not my like current demographic yeah, i feel yeah. like i fit i mean this outfit's not very yeah, telling yeah, but i yeah. feel like i'm i'm a little too gay for that crowd <laughs> and um i i threw on a pair of overalls and i went and i just like drank i didn't i didn't feel like i drank that much but i mm -hmm. mixed a bunch of different liquors and i think that's where i mm -hmm. went wrong and i hadn't ate like in many many hours before that because i didn't think i was leaving and whatever but the and then i was like okay this is fine so okay also <laughs> these women are like 40-year-old women that I work with um, with the EMS station in town, which okay. is where I'm currently employed. Okay. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be fine. Like I – and one of them is my – like one of my supervisors. So it's a very like chill group of people. But I was like, I don't work till like um, noon the next day. I'll, I'll be so good. Like no worries. And then I think I woke up at about 8 a.m. the next day. I ended up staying at the house of one of these women. And all of a sudden Ooh. I was like – Oh, I have to throw up, <laughs> which is never a great thought. No. And I didn't even make it up the staircase. And her kids, she has like young kids, like elementary school age kids, were getting ready for school because they had to go to school. It was like a Friday morning. Okay. And I'm, I make it halfway up their staircase from the basement. And I'm just like, I just like yelled at her husband because I can hear her husband in the kitchen with the kids. And I was like, I, I need like a bowl. Like I'm going to, and then like I just start like gagging and her poor children are like five feet away from me. He gets me a bowl before I start throwing up. I don't think I made it up the staircase for an hour. <laughs> like every time I moved, I just throw up <laughs> and I, I'm at her house. Like I'm laying on her couch every 20 minutes, like clockwork. I'm puking. And then I was like, shit, it's like 1130 she lives in McFarland. I was like, I have to be to work. So I start driving home. I throw up on the way home. Like I had to pull over and throw up. 
And I've genuinely never been this hungover. And I, like, get myself together. I shower. I get into my work clothes. And then I drive down to the station, and I fall asleep on the couch. And I think I sat there for about an hour before we got a call. And, you know, I actually think I, like, rallied a little Mm -hmm. bit there. I was like, you know what? I'm fine. Like, I'm doing okay. And then we had another call, like, immediately after. Still doing okay. And then it just hit me again. I was down. Like, I was so sick. Like, I didn't even... I was on the ambulance on the way back. And I get very car sick anyhow, mm-hmm. which is a very, like, bad thing to do when you work in a moving <laughs> vehicle as your job. That is so unfortunate. Oh, God. I have, like, medication I take. It's, like, anti-vertigo medication that's Ugh. supposed to help me. Didn't bring it with, though, because I was too hungover to think to bring it with. <laughs> so I hardly get out of the ambulance, and I start throwing up. Like, I made it to the bathroom, which was nice. <laughs> and thankfully, we didn't have a call for a while. So I, like, went into the living room, lay down, and put an ice pack on my head. I'm like, okay, we're just going to chill out for a bit. And then, so oxygen is actually a really good uh-huh. um, cure for nausea. Uh-huh. So yes. I, like, finally, one of my supervisors, at least everyone there is very nice. I thought I was going to be in so much trouble. She goes, okay, why don't you go give yourself some oxygen in the back of the rig? So I go and I lay down in the ambulance and I have like a face mask on me. Okay. And I just crank it up as high as it can go. Uh And then I'd also read something on the internet that said like if you smell alcohol wipes, it's supposed to make you like not nauseous. So I was just like sitting there between like this breathing mask and like sniffing alcohol wipes from the back of the ambulance. (laughs) Of course, we get another call like right away. In that call, I ended up having to sit in the front seat the whole time. Like, I couldn't even get out of the um, vehicle. We get back. And at that point, I was dehydrated. And they were like, okay, we're going to stick you with an IV. And so in the back of the rig, they give me an IV. They load me with anti-nausea medicine. And I was great the rest of the night. Like, I was back to 100%. We had, like, six more calls at that point. Like, it was fantastic. I was feeling 100%. We ended up going to, Bur- so we had to, like, take someone to Madison, and on the <laughs> way back, we stopped at Burger King, and I just, like, that grease helped, too, oh, like, yeah. I absorbed the alcohol <laughs> or something, but um, we got called out on another call before we finished our burgers, uh-huh. and we have this thing in the ambulance that, like, warms, like, um, IV bags and blankets and stuff for the winter, but we're not using it, obviously, because it's summer, so we all, like, um, stowed away our burgers in yeah. this, like, medical warmer machine, and then we, like treated the patient and stuff i can't imagine what they smelled though when they got in the rig because it smelled like burgers like the entire ambulance smelled like oh burgers my, oh my. i gotta ask what did you drink at this luke bryan um, concert <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't anything crazy that's why i was like kind of sh- it was just like a mix of like white claws and izzy's and like okay. three different kinds of beers i don't know i think just the combination of all oh, these, yeah. like miller nuglaris and then like cores or something and then <laughs> these two like carbonated drinks so it just like didn't the sit goddamn well seltzers keep every and time. I can't remember the last time I drank oh, before yeah. that. Yeah, I think I'll go for more. I can't remember the last time I'd actually drank before that. Like I'll have like a quarter glass of wine or something when oh. I'm cooking, but I'm not in college, so mm-hmm. I don't have that typical like go out to the mm-hmm. bars sort of thing. Yeah, I try to regulate my drinking to just on this podcast. If I did it anymore, it'd be a little bit abusive it seems excessive. like you record this podcast a lot though ah, yes yes <laughs> this is my 45th time doing this <laughs> it's a lot finish off that can i'll grab you now. okay perfect thank you but yes i enjoy drinking on this podcast <laughs> it's it's very relaxing for me yeah this but is great oh yeah it's very like therapeutic almost it Just is a good time it is and we're already f- 40 minutes in wow yeah. 
That flew. Time flies when you're in the podcast. I know. <laughs> it gets me every time. <laughs> but I, since I've started recording this, I've learned how to limit my alcohol consumption mm-hmm. because if you listen to some of those early episodes, specifically for those listening, episode one, uh, episode eight, and then the one where I went to the lake. Too fucked up. It's I've seen some pictures too, like when you post your picture. Oh my you've God. Looked, you've looked a little rough in some Oh of my those. God. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible all the time. Some of the pictures I, some of the pictures like I look at them like, oh, I just look fucked up. I wasn't actually fucked up. Sometimes I look at them and I'm like, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Anything. There's one where, there's one of the pictures I posted is me passed down a chair blackout drunk out there. <laughs> oh, I remember that <laughs> Yes, one. yes. That, that was, was my favorite one. <laughs> that was a great one. I was, there's another picture that someone has. I can't, I can't know. Like everyone took like, everyone I was with that day took a group picture with me in the background dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever blacked out on the podcast? Uh, no. No, I've not. Mm-hmm. I have had a lot of like moments that are a blur. Mm-hmm. Like... In one of the episodes I recorded, uh, I took this whole setup up to a lake house with me. I called yes. that I called it a midnight on the lake that mm-hmm. episode, and it was I took the group I usually hang out with. It was uh, me, Brady Estervig, OC, Bubba, Matthew, Drew Paisold, mm-hmm. uh Maggie McNulty, yeah, Michaela Frickleton, Gloria Eddie, Lizzie King, yeah, all those guys took them up to the lake with this whole setup. Mm-hmm. We started drinking at like eleven a.m until midnight and then at midnight i hit record <laughs> i'm impressed you guys are still alive that was that ep- <laughs> that was that drew fell down the stairs live on that episode <laughs> i was unbelievably messed up i've been saving that one like what for i don't know what i'm saving it for but it seems like such a good episode like our fun concept that i'm saving it for a special oca- i don't know what that occasion is though i should probably just listen to it Oh my but. God, that, that episode comes in two parts because I split it over two days. Mm. One was, I recorded like less, like a, I can't remember if it was a little more than an hour, a little less than an hour. The mm-hmm. first night, that was when everyone was there, all the people I just said. And and uh, the second day, uh, all the girls had to leave because mm-hmm. they had stuff going on. I don't know exactly. But, and then it was just me and the guys, we watched the uh, the Bucks game. That yeah. was the, when they were playing, God, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was, it was before the final. It was mm-hmm. the last game when they had to win, and Drew, you know, he started drinking at 11 a.m. like usual, <laughs> and he had jumped in the lake, all that stuff <laughs> after they won, and it was just us and the boys, and they hit recorded midnight again, and mm-hmm. we just had a blast. That sounds very fun. Oh, yes, it was very <laughs> fun, and if you if you go to that episode, just skip to, like, the last 15 minutes and just listen to my voice. It doesn't, I don't, I don't sound like <laughs> I do right now. I'm uh, definitely one of the... Strongest I've ever been on this show. <laughs> it was it was insane. But yes. oh my god, <laughs> maybe not as eloquent as you usually are, but oh yeah, oh yeah, probably very entertaining. I can imagine. Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> even know what I was saying. Also, if you listen, to Drew, in the beginning of that episode, that was the night he blacked out, and uh, he was saying shit that made no sense. <laughs> he was like actually saying like he was talking to me about like. I forget the whole thing, but he was like, oh, I asked him some sort of question and he answered it with a, something completely different and mm-hmm. was like, well, you know, in a game there's a winner and uh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I, I didn't know what was going on either. So 
<laughs> oh gosh. It was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. But like what's your go what's your drink of choice? I gotta ask that. Oh. If you had I don't know, I'm getting like well actually I really love wine. Red wine, hate white wine. Like it's fucking disgusting. Not a fan? Um, no, not a fan. I can't say I've had I, wine either. I love wine. Apparently it's not like a good one to get drunk to. Like I don't yeah. go and drink wine when I'm hanging out with friends. Um I don't know. This like rum and coke is very nice. Yes. In high school, I just did like vodka mixed with anything. I God, think I've had PTSD for vodka. <laughs> Dear God. I I think one time I like mixed vodka with grapefruit juice because we had nothing else or something. Mm-hmm. And but like if I'm going out to a bar, I really like Moscow Mules. Those are Ooh. my favorite. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I usually go with the rum and cokes. I like a good old fashioned. Yeah. Old fashions. Mm-hmm. But. One of my last times on the boat, my mom, like, you know, Twisted Teas? Yeah. Uh, they sell them in, like, bags. Like, you know, like, a boxed wine. Mm-hmm. in a box Twisted Teas. I drank, <laughs> me and my mom drank that whole bag. It was, like, over a gallon. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't drink it's Twisted Teas. It's a lot tea. of sugar. It's a lot. lot of, it was insane. A lot of alcohol, yeah. Yes, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Fireball is the one thing I can't drink anymore. No more? That was, like, the one alcohol uh-huh. I have like well, a bad experience with. Well, you're lucky because usually at the beginning of every episode we take a fireball shot, but my handle of fireball ran out. And I haven't got time to get any more. <laughs> I, I think I heard that on Elizabeth Balthazar's yes. podcast, and I, that was the last one I listened to, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm nervous." Like if he pulls out the fireball shots, like I'll do it because I'm not a wimp, but <laughs> I'm traumatized from that one. Like it took yes. like two years every time I thought about it, I'd want to throw up. So yes, it's I got really sick of fireball. This, you know, every episode you open up, you do a shot of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no more. <laughs> the next shot we get to do at the beginning of every episode is gonna be something different. I just haven't figured <laughs> out what that is yet. Yeah. Cause I like, I don't, I don't like doing shots. Mm-hmm. And fireball seems like the least painful one <laughs> for me. So I was like, oh, uh, not, not for you, but <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm being responsible tonight. I go on shift at four a.m. So I was like, I can't be like outrageously hungover. But it's okay. Just get a good buzz going. I, yeah, good. I also know how to control myself. Well, yes, not not excluding last weekend, <laughs> but usually. <laughs> but yes, mm-hmm. I got really sick of it because I drank. If you take, I take a shot every episode. I drank probably half of that thing of Fireball. Mm-hmm. So it was like, ugh, no more. <laughs> oh it took forever. That that ran out in uh, obviously an episode that hasn't come out yet. Uh, Sam, Sarah, Jack Sanford. It ran out on that one. Oh, that one sounds like doesn't. Jack live next, or not Jack, Sam live next door, is he Yeah, neighbor? right next door, yeah, he's my yeah. neighbor, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Good guy, he applied at the EMS station. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. He was talking about fun. taking, uh, like, EMT classes mm-hmm. at school and all that. And so. I, th- I think he went to this, like, experience for PA school, so that's, that's yes. awesome. Yes, awesome. Sam, Sam really enjoyed the time of the podcast. Immediately after I ended that show, he was like, let's record another one. I'm going to record <laughs> another one. Obviously, he, they brought a whole... They brought a bunch of stuff with them. They had like a, a bottle of Crown Royal. <laughs> and they were just, they were like, we got to finish this bottle. And they were just chugging on it. But <laughs> other than that, okay. Hmm. Where did we leave off? I can't even remember. We, were talking, we, we went on a bit of a tangent. Yes, we did go on a bit of a tangent. But we were talking about trips. And then we oh, talked yes. about after your concert, three yeah. week things. And you were around Milwaukee doing concerts oh, yeah, and whatnot. The, la- the last trip was um the wedding. And the then, wedding? Yeah, yes, COVID wedding. hit a week after that. So mm. then I was like, you know, didn't get to really do a whole lot after that. What were you doing during COVID? Um, I was in my room being depressed. Oh, <laughs> ah. Yes. That I, I don't know how. I really fucked up my sleep schedule to the point. It was like impressive. Okay. I would wake up 
at 6 p.m. every day, like clockwork. Like it slowly accumulated to this. Okay, yes, I would yes. wake up for the day at 6 p.m. Yes, everyone in college knows this. Like everyone's like, oh, we're going to start at 6 a.m. today. But eventually you're waking up at noon. Come, yeah. yeah. So it just slowly slips. And then. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like going to bed at like about 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I picked up running big time over quarantine. I would go like two times a day, like once when I first woke up. I also love nighttime running. That was like something I liked before. Like I love listening to American Horror Story podcasts and going running at about like 9 or 10 p.m. every single night. I crank my headphones up so I can't hear anything around me. I get scared shitless, though. Like, anytime <laughs> I see a shadow or, like, I'll see a bush yes. and I think it's a person. Freaks me the fuck out. I love it, though. Yes. And I love being scared, too. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. Do, I you lo- do you know where, like, the Hair River Trail is? Um, I have it's an kind idea. Of a, it's yeah. kind of by the middle school. I love running on that at night, except someone got mugged there last year, so I haven't been running there, like, late <laughs> at night anymore. Imagine if you're running, listening to your American Horror Story podcast, and all of a sudden you just get mugged. That's the fun of it, Like, it though. actually... It really puts you on edge. Like, <laughs> it's a good, like, I don't know. It, like, keeps running exciting. Because I'm like, is this going to be the night I get, like, mm-hmm. nabbed or something? And <laughs> hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> who knows? That's an interesting, interesting way to approach things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of twisted, but I love it. That's my favorite thing. But I was going running a lot, and I just, like, sleep. Sleep or run. Oh, and I got in... It's such a terrible show. They don't do. They cover every single topic you could ever. Glee. Have you ever seen Glee? They cover every topic you could ever think of, but they never have done a single topic right. Like, it's so bad, but it was so entertaining. Glee is one of those shows that, like, obviously, it's been on like forever. Yes. And you see like advertisements for it all the time, Mm -hmm. but I have never understood like. People who got into it. Oh, I fucking loved it. Like, I watched it religiously. I think I watched it three times through in quarantine. I didn't start a new show. I just watched Glee over and over and over again. It was like an obsession, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's so bad. Like, oh I was a fan, and I can admit that it's a terrible show. So bad. How many seasons are there? I don't know. Maybe like six or seven or eight. Seven or eight. Not as many as I thought there would be. No, not that many, but... You know, when you watch it three times over, it adds up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. So that was a interesting way to spend my quarantine, I oh, suppose. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So did you go on any trips during quarantine? I mean, like, mm. no. Mm. I guess sort of. There's, like, this um, camping canoe trip I take every year with my oh, church. Yeah. Um, I've done that eight years in a row now. This is actually the first summer I didn't go on it. Um, mm-hmm. But that was... I guess sort of still, because it was like June um, after COVID, so it was still like pretty COVID heavy, Um, but that's a blast. We just go out in the woods. You canoe about 40 miles the whole trip, and like um, you drive a couple hours, well, you go up to the Canada border, and then you drive a couple hours out of cell service, and then you just (laughs) like throw everything on your back and start hiking around, and it's like a mix of hiking and canoeing, and... That year was really interesting because we had, like, a medical emergency on the trip, which we always joke about. We're like, yeah, we're, like, 40 miles in the woods. There's no one coming to save us. And it wasn't that intense. But, like, someone had fallen and cut their hand, like, completely open on a rock. Like, to the point where they were, they passed out. Or (laughs) or just about passed out. Oh, gosh. And I'd also just completed my EMT. Like, just gotten certified, like, a week before this. And I was like, well, this is, like, a fun way to do this. Um, 
And he like obviously needed stitches. And we were about mm-hmm. a good like it was thankfully towards the end of the trip, but we were still like a good three to four hours like away from our cars. And so um I was with like um do you know Luke Eister Jones? Yes, yes. His mother is the uh pastor of our church. Luke and it was his brother that got hurt, his mom mm-hmm. and his brother, like it just ended up traveling the rest of the way to the car and then they left um there was us four girls and they just left, they put us on an island and they left us there for two days and we had brought edibles with <laughs> and, oh, it was fantastic. We immediately stripped down. We went, well, we took edibles. We made all this pasta. Like we had these bags and bags of pasta because we had so many people on the trip and we ate all of them in one night. It was like, you know, those like instant mix pasta yes, bags. Yes. We had like four of them or something. And then we went swimming naked and we just like sat up by the fire. We couldn't figure out how to get the fire started. We were just like not doing okay. And we just like sat there and just like stared at the trees. And then we went to bed. And then the next day we were like, it was fantastic. It was like a fever dream of being high and reading and swimming. Oh, but like, nice. I don't know for what reason. We just like didn't have clothes on half the time. I think maybe it's because we were high and we we're like, we're one with the nature. And so we were just, and we were all women. And we were just like, this is it. This is our island. This is our civilization. <laughs> so fun and we told his mom about it all when she got back we were like this is exactly what we did while you were gone we had a great time and she was very supportive of it so what a time what a time (laughs) on a church trip church trip are you still super religious though Eh. no i i am it's very like weird to be religious when you're i think queer a lot of people, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really mix well. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I still believe in, like, all that, for sure. I you used to be so intense with church, though. Like, I lived at church all my free time. I was, like, Bible studying and, like, just talking to people about God. I'm not at that level anymore. That was no. very, no. that was something. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I still believe in it. But some of our church mission trips are, like, the most unholy thing you could ever think of. Like what? <laughs> I don't know if, it, there's, like, so my very first mission trip, we went to Alaska for, like, 15 days or something. And okay. I was going into my freshman year, and this was, like, June, right out of eighth grade. And all of these juniors and seniors were on the trip. And I was like, oh, my God, they're so cool. Like, they're, I, like, look up to them. Well, they all started doing some, like, really freaky stuff. I think some of them had sex on the trip. I okay. think some of them were, like, they had, like, a makeout session one night. Like, literally just, like, uh. a big orgy or something. Like, it was <laughs> weird. They all had hickeys the next morning. And that just, like, was a catalyst for, like, what happened year after year after year. Like, the next year... People were having blowjobs and, like, um, I don't know, like, making out and, like, really weird games of truth or dare, like, sexual edition. And just every, like, it happened for about three or four years. I had my first kiss on a mission trip. And I, <laughs> I, de- I got felt up for the first time on a mission trip. It's so messed up. It's so wrong. Like, we're all going to hell for it. But I think it's finally settled down because <laughs> um, I was a chaperone on this last mission trip. And I was like, OK, well, I guess I know what's going on. So, like, I'd be able to pick it up if anything happened. I don't yeah. think there was really anything happening on this one. So <laughs> it, they were so like, that's so wrong. Dear we are God. so demented for doing that shit. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went. But, OK, you put a bunch of teenagers who are like horny and like yeah yeah go i don't know like they're raging like 
sex addicts at that age and you stick them together in tents in like hotel rooms for like two weeks with each other what do you expect to happen yeah dear god so (laughs) (laughs) there's been people on your show that have like been a part of all this too (laughs) i wish i knew i wish I I, i can tell you one you just have to cut this one out I can write down. I love. I love writing write down timestamps. <laughs> Why not? Uh, and just like that, we're back on, back on the air. Yes, we're back on. We're back on the air. That's the kind of. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, if you've been on, if you're listening to this and you've been on the show before, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be cut out, and that's just one of them. Mm-hmm. That's just one of them. You know. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a lot worse. That's been cut out. Yeah. Trust me. God. Oh my God. But <laughs> God. Okay, so this trip. Mm-hmm. You're naked in the woods taking naked in the mm-hmm. woods on an island taking edibles. Okay. Yeah. Next. Oh, my next trip. So I went on a sixteen day solo road trip across the mm-hmm. country. I remember um, seeing posts about this. Yeah. I was really excited for this one. Like I had been on like deep on TikTok at that time. And there's a lot of people who like do this kind of shit. Yes, and I yes. just bought my new car and I was like, okay, I have a very reliable car. It's got a lot of space in it. I actually took Kat Eichster with when I went to go car shopping mm-hmm. and she's very tall. And I mm-hmm. made her lay down in the back and we put all the seats down in the back, like at this test drive. And I made her lay down in the back to test and see how like big it was uh-huh. for the sleeping potential for my road trip. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, my goal was to get all the way to Washington and then just kind of cruise back slowly. I made it as far as like the top of Oregon. And then I kind of had a bit of a mental breakdown and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to come home. Um, it was, it was going really, really well until California. Um, and then I ended up getting, I was supposed to meet up with a friend there and like go out to dinner and see her, um, Haley Fitzgerald, who I'd like mm-hmm. kind of talked about um, with the Arizona wedding because she lives out in L.A. And then I got into a car accident in L.A. And I drove away from it because no one was in the car. It was a parked car. Okay. And I, because I was like, oh, my God, I like, hit, I've never like hit a car or anything before. How, how, do you want to say how bad you hit it? It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Was it like? Like they didn't have really, I would say much damage at all. Like there, it was like a scuff on their car. Okay. Mine had like a good dent on it. It was like a Jeep and I hit their, their door. And then my like front headlight area was a little fucked up. Um, and my headlight still goes out about once every three months now because okay. of it. <laughs> um, but I was so shaken up. I just like drove to my hotel and I like refused to leave after I parked. LA is just a very scary place mm-hmm. to drive. So, and then, um, the next day I was supposed to go to Yosemite for like four days. That was like the big stop of my trip. And then Yosemite, there was a lot of wildfires. Like when I was going to all these yeah, national parks, yeah. Yosemite had a huge wildfire there. And then they also had a snowstorm, which is weird that they like both, both existed at the same time, mm-hmm. but they ended up closing down the entire park the day before I got there. So my campsite was canceled. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like I don't have anywhere to stay. Uh-huh. And this is like very last minute. And I was in the middle of the California desert and there was really bad service out there. That was the first time on the trip that I lost service for about three hours. And Mm -hmm. I just, I had to drive until I hit service. Like I just drove blindly for three hours until I hit service. (sighs) That was really scary. And then I just like had to come up with a random like um, campsite to go to. And then I just like didn't have anything to do for those four days because that was my plan to go hiking. Um, So then I, I ended up like, 
getting hotel rooms because that was like getting a little freaky. And mm-hmm. then like my budget got totally thrown off because I had planned to stay at a hotel maybe three or two or three times. And then I ended up staying at a hotel like six times or something like okay. that. And that's just like a lot of money that adds yeah. up. And then when you stay at a hotel, they make you put down a $150 deposit for every single hotel. Mm-hmm. And it takes about two weeks to refund it, a week to two weeks. So, like, it just, like, really adds up. And all of a sudden, I was like, fuck, like, I'm running out of money here. And there's fires everywhere. And <laughs> I don't think I had talked to another person in, like, three days. And so I ended up flying my brother out to Portland, Oregon. And then okay. he helped me just, like, straight shot at home. And it was a 33-hour drive, and we did it in, like, a day and a half. How old your brother again? He just turned 18. Okay. So he was 17 at okay. the time. He had never been on a plane before, and I gave him, like, a eight-hour heads up. I was like, hey, I just booked you a plane ticket. Um, have mom drop you off at the airport. Like, mm-hmm. you're flying out here. I'll pick you up. And then, like, we didn't even stop at a hotel that night. We just drove straight through. So, <laughs> but it was, overall, it was a really great trip. I think I went to, like, six national parks. Really good time. Um, I definitely want to go back, like, at another time where mm-hmm. I'm, like, have people with me and stuff. But after 13 days, it's it's a lot to be alone. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I bet. I was going crazy. Yeah. Okay. Now, one of your trips I really want to talk about, because mm-hmm. it interested me a lot, <laughs> was the trip. I don't know if this was part of one of the trips you talked about mm-hmm. or another trip completely. You went and visited Alexandria. <gasps> oh, my God. The Walking Dead. Oh my god, are you a Walking Dead fan? Okay. So, <laughs> I religiously watched mm-hmm. the first, I'd say, five, six seasons up until. So Negan showed up. I, I know what exactly. Yes, okay. Ne- Negan showed up. Then after, <laughs> after Rick. Spoiler: Rick cut Negan's throat mm-hmm. at like the season finale, and Eugene like messed with all the bullets that were made. I stopped after that season. Yep. That's where I ended. Okay. You haven't watched it since then? I haven't watched it oh. since then. They're on their final season right I now. I know. I've heard. You should pick it back up just for I, the... I should, I should just... To, I will just to finish it off eventually. Do you know what ended me for about... I, t- I took a two-year hiatus from it. What? Um, the episode, a spoiler alert, when Negan just bashed... Um, you know, the two people's heads in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so traumatizing. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm ne- I'm never going to be able to watch this show again. Like, it was such a, a like, profound character. And yeah. it was it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like, I, I physically felt nauseous after I watched I've never seen, I and I work in EMS. I've never yeah. seen something as gross as that episode. Uh-huh. When he just takes Lucille and beats his head in. I was like, nope. That that was the end for me, and then I picked it back up eventually. But um, yes. so actually, this past um year, I became a personal assistant for a family here in town. Uh-huh. And I it was like a mix of like doing stuff with the mom, and then I would like watch their grandmother, and their grandmother really wanted to go to Florida, so the mom paid me to just take her down to Florida for a week. I got paid the entire time mm-hmm. I was on this trip. She paid for lodging and um travel and everything and we drove down because the grandma didn't do very well on planes okay and like we were in i think we stopped in nashville during the night and then we drove through georgia and like we stopped at a random gas station i was like you know what i feel like i heard the walking dead films in georgia Uh i should look it up and we were only about an hour away from the town 
It's called Sonoya. It was the coolest thing ever. They filmed a lot of movies there, actually. Like, it was, they had this, like, whole, like, their own, like, Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. like, walk of stars of, like, every movie that was filled there. But you, like, it's a very, very cute, quaint downtown. And you're walking yeah. down. There's this huge, like, walking down museum, which is really cool. Oh, I bet. It had, like, all the original costumes and signatures and all this oh. shit from the... And they have, like, Walking Dead playing 24-7 uh-huh. in there. So cool. Um, and then they had um, Norman Reedus mm-hmm. and... Um, his name i literally negan oh, i can't think of his name jeffrey jeffrey yeah whatever morgan he was, yeah, he, yeah jeffrey morgan and he jeffrey was like morgan, he was whatever. on denny on gray's anatomy i know a lot of people watch gray's anatomy but then um, they have their own restaurant down there i ate there and then i was like i wonder where the filming site is and when you're like down there mm-hmm. you can't really like it's just like a normal town and i was yeah. like i'm gonna like i saw a couple tourists like walking a certain way and i was like i'm gonna walk that way you walk like maybe a minute, minute and a half away from this downtown. You can't see it from the downtown. And all of a sudden, it's just Alexandria there. And it like it looks exactly mm-hmm. like it looks in the show because mm-hmm. they built the entire thing to scale. And it's just like the wall that they made out of the sheet metal. And you can see all of the yeah. houses. And they were filming while I was there. So you see cars like they're like, I don't know, fucked up cars that are driving in and out. Yeah. And they're like retaking the shots and stuff. <laughs> I couldn't see who was filming at all. But... Uh-huh. You can oh get my. like literally all the way up to the sheet metal too, and like you can just <laughs> get there. And I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm looking at Alex." And I I don't know what I expected, but I didn't think that Alexandria was like a real <laughs> town that mm-hmm. they just built. I will say, my dad, mm-hmm. I got him into The Walking Dead back when only like season three or season four was mm-hmm. out. And I got him into it. He's been watching it ever since. He watches it every Sunday upstairs, <laughs> even though like. I've kind of stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. My brother stopped for a while. He just watches it alone. Yeah. He's still into it. He, he's on the last season. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he's kind of got that feeling where he's like, he's glad it's being done after this season. Yeah. yeah it, it, Walking Dead's a show. I don't know if I'd recommend it to anyone. It was so good for a while. Yes. And then it was so bad if, for if a while. I had, if I had to recommend it to someone, I'd be like, okay, watch watch the first four seasons yeah. and it, just, just stop, and you know? And like, if you stick with it, like I'm sticking with it, it's it's okay. It's good. I still enjoy it, but it was so bad for a while. Like I, I hated the show, but I like kept with it and then- yeah. It sort of comes back. Yeah, just stop after season four, uh-huh. I'd say. How'd you feel about Fear the Walking Dead? Did you watch any of that? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. It was okay. I, I was like, I yeah. didn't get super yeah. into it, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So that no. was really cool. That was just like a side stop of this trip, but I got paid to go down to Florida and Nashville for a week, which was really neat. How'd the rest so. of the trip go? It was okay. It okay. was it was a good trip. Um. The grandma's really sweet. Mm-hmm. She she has like a touch of dementia, I think. So it's a little yes. challenging at some points. But oh yeah, like my grandma has the same thing going. Mm-hmm. It's like you talk to her and she like doesn't remember like certain things. They like okay, you should remember that. Like yeah, like doesn't she doesn't remember like recipes that she was always big into cooking, mm-hmm. and she doesn't remember recipes that she cooked for her whole life. Yeah, it's it's stuff tough. like that. It and it's tough. intense. And when I, I was with this woman, like. 24 7 for huh. seven days so it got a little intense but i was like hey i got to go down to florida <laughs> oh yeah i got to see the walking dead set mm-hmm. hell yeah no were there any other trips that were like kind of let's say the highlights yeah this um past may i took a road trip and i took two of my best friends because okay. now i've been on a couple road trips mm-hmm. um i took natalie Kratz and ashley nelson with yes and we went down to the 
Badlands and then Grand Tetons and Yellowstone. That was a clusterfuck of a trip, though. <laughs> like, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. We had a great time, though. Like, I mean, it was oh, yeah. the perfect group to go with. Um, Ashley had never been camping before. And this Ooh. was like a full-on camping <laughs> trip. Our very first night, we stayed in the Badlands, and there was a full-fledged tornado. So there was, like, this cliff... And we parked my car right on the edge of the cliff and then just miles and miles of, like, prairie. So the wind was pretty strong, like, when we had gone to bed anyhow. Mm-hmm. And we were sleeping in my car that night because the tent was blowing away. Yeah. And um, so I was on the far side, Ashley in the middle, Natalie on the other side. And we had a lot of gear with us. And in order to fit in the back, we had stacked all the gear into the front seat. So, like, you couldn't even get to the steering wheel or mm-hmm. gas or anything if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, And about an hour or two after we went to bed I got woken up because the wind was really loud and it was just like one of those things where I was like I'm gonna ignore this and like Mm -hmm. that's how I'm gonna solve this problem like if I just don't like acknowledge it it's not actually a thing (laughs) and then the wind started getting like a little bit (laughs) stronger and the lightning was the most insane thing I've ever seen it looked like you were taking a light switch and just like flicking it on and off (laughs) and I was like okay this is getting a little freaky and finally the wind was getting to the point and there was hail as well it was so loud. I was like, okay, this might be something that we like have to deal with and I can't sleep through. So I sit up and Natalie sat up at the same time. So we were both like awake and I kind of looked at her and I was like, it's fine. Like it's passing. I think it's passing. <laughs> Ashley was dead asleep for all of this. <laughs> um, and then um, the wind just got so loud that the car, it wasn't coming from just one angle either. Yeah. It was like the car was like almost like just rocking back and forth, like lurching every which way and like we were like kind of getting jostled around the car Uh and that's i think when ashley woke up because we were kind of like getting yeah Uh moved around and it got to the point where we could hardly hear each other talking because the wind was so loud (laughs) and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like okay so this is a tornado we think like there's nothing we could do either we just like had to Uh sit there because we couldn't get to the front of the car and we were trying to like brainstorm like maybe drive forward into the prairie more like because we were right on the cliff's edge and the car was rocking so much that I think that's the closest I've ever felt to like I think we're actually gonna die Mm -hmm. I thought at any second the car was gonna get picked up or like flipped um eventually like it calmed down enough Uh where like we were able to hear each other we started chucking all the gear in the back like just throwing it all in the back and I was able to get get to the front seat and I turned my hazards on And, like, all along this cliff edge, there's RVs, like, cars, tents, everything. The RVs had gotten jostled so much. Their alarms were going off. The lights were going off. This big trailer had gotten completely flipped over. And, like, the storm's still happening. And finally, we see this car start driving down. And this isn't, like, an established campground. This is just, like, Uh a prairie that, like, people park on. Yeah. And we see this car. So I, like, half-stick my head out of the car, and I'm, like, waving this car down frantically. And they stop right behind my car and I like can't see who it is and I just scream out where I'm like we're we're three teenage girls we're all alone like we need help and then the people that yelled back they were like we're two teenage girls we're all alone and we're like fuck like that's <laughs> that's great <laughs> and uh, my car's like kind of bigger it's a RAV4 so it's uh-huh. like a mid-sized SUV and then they had just like a tiny little like Corolla sized car so we had them pull it up right next to my car so it was like more uh-huh. surface area and they hopped in our car and they were telling us how they were in their tent and they had just gotten out like when the hail started and their tent flew over the edge of the cliff with all of their food, all their gear, all their clothes, everything <laughs> in it. Like all they had was their uh, keys and their um, phones and that was it. And like their car, like everything just went over the cliff edge. 
So then we ended up like calling 911 and we were like, we need to like be rescued. Like there's a tornado and the town we had called, like the closest town was like, we're in lockdown. There's a tornado. Like we're not able to do anything until it passes. Call back if anyone is injured. <laughs> and eventually this big, like massive truck comes driving down and he helped us like evacuate out oh, yeah. and he took us to the nearest hotel. Well, every hotel in town had like been booked because of mm-hmm. the storm. And so we ended up like, start crying to this lady at the hotel room because she's like pretty much there's no rooms and she finally like she felt so bad for us it was like 2 a.m too at this point we're just five teenage girls crying in a lobby (laughs) and she got us a single hotel room and we all shared it like these girls are complete strangers Uh ashley ended up sleeping on the floor that night (laughs) and then we just like proceeded on with our trip like nothing happened yeah yeah but it was fantastic yeah (laughs) I mean, every single night something happened. Like, the next night we slept in the car because we were just like, this was, last night was a lot. We're not going to attend camp yet. Um, it was just very cold that night. Um, the next night we tried sleeping in the tent. Within, hour, within an hour of going to sleep, it completely flooded because it was raining that day. So then we had to sit in my car and, like, rotate between turning the car on for 45 minutes and turning it off for 45 minutes so we, like, wouldn't freeze to death. And then finally the next night we caved and we just, um bought a hotel room we had a great time there though (laughs) but like we had great attitudes about it i feel like if anyone was like a downer about it it kind of would have i don't know maybe yeah made the trip suck but everyone was like great so Mm -hmm. now have you always been like a super adventurous person not in high school i feel like i feel like i didn't do shit in high school i don't know like i guess after baylor like i was just i'm very impulsive like if i want to do something i'll just do it like very randomly I'm just like, you know, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Where? What would you say, and this might be hard for you to decide, was like your favorite place you went? Um, oh, I think this past, so I went on a mission trip with this church the past year, and I was a okay. chaperone. We went to Montana and Washington. This was one of my favorite trips I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. The most random group of people, like I didn't know, I hardly knew any of the people going in. I was older. Luke had gone, and I love Luke to death. Um, we had a combined grab party, and we he was my first boyfriend in middle school Ooh. when it was like you text to hold hands at recess <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, but it was just like a bunch of like sophomores and juniors in high school, and I was like, this is going to be really weird. Like, I don't know any of them. So fun. We just vibed for a week. Like, oh, no yeah. one in Ashton was there. Yes, Ashton. Ashton was fucking hilarious. I loved oh, okay. him. and. Yes. We um had a bear encounter on this trip. Ooh. That was the only other time I thought I like possibly would die. <laughs> so I was hitting the podcast really hard, like about bear attacks before we went to Glacier. We were in Glacier <sighs> National Park, and I fucking loved listening to it. Uh-huh. And I was, it was all these stories about like there was this one night called Night of the Grizzlies, and all like multiple people on different sides of the park okay. got dragged out of their tent, mauled by a bear, killed all in the same night, all within the same hour, <laughs> but complete opposite ends of the park. Like there's a very high grizzly population there. And about yeah. a week, two weeks before we had gone there, a woman had been dragged. The bear had like ripped into her tent, dragged her out, killed her, um, because she had left a granola bar in her tent. And this was, like, literally where we were camping. And our tent mates had even, like, bear sprayed the bear. Didn't even stop it. And there were, we, like, broke into small little groups. And my group had about nine people in it. And we hiked high up in the mountains. We, like, had a really high elevation uh-huh. gain. We were, like, three hours away from the car. 
And the whole time we were joking, I had been like very cocky. And I think that must have been why we got a bear because I was like, there's no berries. There's no fish. We're not going to get a bear. We're just chilling here. And that night when we were hanging, you have to like hang your food so bears can't get to it. We were hanging the bag and Case and Spurley um, like pointed up the hill and he's like, hey, there's a bear. And we all like, ha ha, yeah. Then we look up and there's a grizzly bear like coming down the hill towards us. And all of us at first were like, this is so cool. And then we were like, oh, it's coming towards us. And like, we're just out here. Like we have no service. We have, and we're not going to quickly get to the car or anything. And we went to bed that night and my tent had been ripped open. So like I could see out into the like wilderness and uh-huh. I was sleeping with Claire Spilby and Noel Hansen. And okay. They were sound asleep. I wish I was them. And I woke up at about 3 a.m. to this noise. And it's like, can you picture like a bear like sniffing along the ground, like almost snorting and sniffing? Yeah. Exactly that. And we had a mountain goats on our campsite every single night. And I knew the sound of the mountain goats. They had like hooves and they were like making little noises. And this was just like like a single thing, like scraping its paws along the ground. Sniff the entire perimeter of our tent. And then we were right next to the boys' tent, and I heard it, like, sniff along there, and it, like, slowly just, like, walked towards our food. But that, it couldn't have been near my head more than 30 seconds, but I, it felt like two years. I thought it was going to die. Like, I was just picturing all these, like, (laughs) just, like, a bear claw coming through the tent and, like, dragging me off. Like, I think in the middle of this, Noelle had, like, turned over in her sleep, and just that, like, little noise of her turning over, I was like, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm dead. I was like, you just told the bear we were here, like... Oh my and God. I was sleeping there with bear spray in my hand mm-hmm. and I was like ready to go. So they told you <laughs> bear spray is really like very, very powerful pepper spray. And they were like, don't spray it anywhere near yourself, especially in a tent. And I was so like, if that bear would have like come into our tent, I was going to spray it in the tent. And uh, thinking back now, I was like, that would have been such a bad idea because <laughs> anyone who could possibly save me would be like totally incapacitated uh-huh. because they were just pepper sprayed in their face. But we were fine. We oh lived. Boy. It was a great trip. Oh boy, I I have a fear of bears, especially like mm-hmm. I know obviously black bears aren't as mm-hmm. likely to like attack you as like grizzly bears. They obviously, still do, though. they yeah. still do. But like, I hunt a lot. Yeah, and my was one of my hobbies, and on some of the land we hunt, mm-hmm. we see bears mm-hmm. a lot, and they just like freak me out because sometimes I'll have to walk to a blind or a stand. It'll be pitch black out, and you're just walking alone mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods where you know there's bears. Well, and you know they can out. see you, and like, yes, yeah, yes. and all it takes is like I don't know, you startle a bear, uh huh, and it, it gets you. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. people get killed by bears all the time. Yes, it freaks me out. <sighs> it's and then of course the next night, I don't know why we didn't learn from the first night. We had like gone to a summer camp, and we had like cabins or tent sort of things that we were mm-hmm. staying in. And we're like, mm, we want to sleep outside tonight. So we just like carried our mattresses outside and slept on the ground after like the night after oh we'd spotted boy. a bear. And we were like, yeah, this seems like a smart idea. Oh boy. Nothing happened, mm-hmm. but we obviously didn't learn our lesson. Oh my God. <laughs> Eventually, I will go bear hunting. Mm-hmm. Eventually, just mm-hmm. it's bound to happen and it'll freak the, you know, all me. You just go up north. Scared shitless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in northern Wisconsin. That's yeah. where my dad goes a lot. Probably saw it when he walked downstairs, the bear on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Eventually, I'll go hunting for some. But it'll be, I'll be scared shitless the whole time because <laughs> bears freak me out. Yeah. They freak me They're out so scary. much. They do. Now, 
My next question. Mm-hmm. With all these places you visited, what was like one place you visited that lived up to your expectations? And what was one place you visited that like, like, let you down? Mm-hmm. That's a, so I'm not a fan of the Badlands. I don't know if it's just like the, I don't know, the fact that I was almost eaten by a tornado there or not, but I don't think I'll ever go back there. I also wasn't totally impressed by the Badlands. Um, Alaska was pretty fucking cool. Alaska was insane. Oh, yeah. I'd go back there in a heartbeat. <sighs> that was Definitely. Neat. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Now, with all this traveling, obviously, I'm assuming you stopped at a lot of restaurants. What was, like, your favorite restaurant that you stopped Ooh. at? Oh. Oh. <laughs> this one. So, actually, on this Montana trip, we stopped at this restaurant called The Snake Hole. The Snake Hole. It apparently used to be, like, a brothel, you know, like. Okay, yeah, 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 visit those all the time, you know, yeah, 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 I get I get them, I'm familiar, yeah. You're a fan of the brothels. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we went to this restaurant because it was like the first thing we came across and we really wanted like an authentic Idaho restaurant or something. Yeah. And it turned out to be a brothel and we were there on a mission trip. And that was like the running joke for the whole trip. We were like, do you guys want to go to the snake pit? And (laughs) they had like good burgers and I think I got a milkshake there or something. Not like, like substantially amazing food, but it was just a very fun place. I was like, oh, we're sitting in a brothel right now. Oh boy. Now, do you need another one of those? No, I'm still working on this still one. Still working on that still one? Still working on this one. All right. Well, I'm going to run out of the room real quick, grab some ice, and make a quick pit stop at the bathroom. So you're going to be alone on the podcast for at most a minute. Oh, gosh. I might go to the bathroom and you come back. Oh, yes. I'll leave you with a question to talk okay, about, okay. though. So you have something to talk mm-hmm. about. All right. So, like, outside of the trips... And your work at Eichsters, what would you say like you would spend all your free time doing Ooh. before, like during the pandemic, mm-hmm. nowadays, whatever? I'll leave you that. I'll be back in all like right. a minute, minute and a half. Okay. Oh gosh, I don't know. I was very deep on Netflix and TikTok. Yeah. Um, oh, I recently got into Outer Banks. I know this isn't like back during the pandemic, but I never watched it during the pandemic because I think I got like 20 minutes in the first episode and it was so popular. I was just like, oh, I'm I'm too good for that. It's so popular. Everyone watches it. Like, I don't need to watch that, which is so stupid. Finally watched it like two months ago. Such a good fucking show. I ended up watching the whole thing in like a week or something, both seasons. It was like right after season two came out. I got so into it. I ended up insinuating like a uh, Eichster-wide fight over whether John B. was a complete idiot or not. And, oh, it was so fun to, um, I don't know, just like talk to people about this. I would be like sitting outside at the corn stand out front at Eichster's and I'd, like, watch, like, half an episode and something, like, crazy would happen. And I'd, like, run into pee and I'd be, like, because everyone inside had, like, watched it. And I'd be, like, oh, my God, you will, like, blah, blah, blah was just, like, shot. Like, oh, my God, I can't handle this. And they'd be, like, oh, just wait till you get to the end of this episode. And then I'd, like, run back out and a customer would come up and I'd, like, have to help the customer. And I'd be annoyed because I couldn't be, like, watching what happens to this character or something. That was very fun. Netflix is fantastic. 
Yeah. Very into American Horror Story. I always, like, go back and rewatch seasons of that. I don't know. Like, Glee was a very weird phase I went through. I like Stranger Things. Very basic shows, though. All right. I just, like, ranted about Netflix for a hot minute, but I'm going to go run to the bathroom. That's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. I'm back, people. I'm back. <laughs> My God. I'm going to fill up this other drink while I uh, rant about random shit for a hot second. Let's see. How many handles of uh, Captain have we gone through so far on this show? Let's see. One, two, three... Four, five, six, and then a handle and a half of Fireball. And then we're halfway through this handle that we're working on now. But we're making good progress on it, folks. Good progress. Gotta do that quick pour. I will say this, though. Oh, God, I don't even know what I was going to say, but. You know, it's weird because today is, let's see, what date is it? It is September 16th, the 16th, and obviously episode 45, only got to go to episode 52. I know what 52 is going to be, I know what 51 is going to be, I know what 50 is going to be. I have some idea what the next episodes are going to be, so it's looking at right now that I will finish up recording for the entire year of this show, except for the final episode, within the next month or so. Which is crazy, because like early October, I will be completely done. Around then, around then, I'll be completely done. Which is insane, because I don't even know what date you guys are even going to be listening to this when it comes out. But honestly, it could be any time. But it's going to be weird, because I'll be having conversations with you guys on the show in late September that you guys won't even hear till December. It'll be very strange, but like I said, for those of you who are big into this podcast, I will say some of the studio upgrades that are going to be for sure. There will for sure be a couch, and not to give away too much, but to help fund studio upgrades, eventually we will be selling merch for this podcast, eventually. Eventually there will be merch, and you can, maybe around by the time you listen to this, you can buy some. I don't know. We'll see. I'm back. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. Now, next question. Next, not mm-hmm. question. Next topic we're going to yes. talk about. Next topic. A big one. Oh, A gosh. big topic. Okay. Now, I felt it important to touch on this mm-hmm. since maybe some some people listening to this maybe haven't seen you or talked to you in a while. Yes. One of the big things that happened since then. That it, oh, I feel like thing. I know where this is yes. going. <laughs> <laughs> but something you did recently in March, say something very brave. You came out yes. as being gay. Yes. Okay. Very brave, first of all. <laughs> Thank now, you. Now, okay, I got to ask, how nervous were you going into coming out? Oh, my God. I was so, so fucking, <laughs> I was so fucking scared. I was losing it. So... March 1st of, I believe, 2020, I told, like, the first ever person. Okay. Who uh, was this first person, if you want to say? Yeah, Ashley Nelson. Ashley Nelson. She's one of my best friends. Um, 
I just, like, I kind of came to terms with, like, okay, so, like, when you're gay, you know your whole Mm -hmm. life, and it's just, like, you kind of, like, you have that in the back of your head, but you, like, conceal it. You're just, like, okay, I have, like, why am I feeling this way? We're just going to ignore that, like, just cover that up heavily, and, like, it won't actually be a thing. Like, we'll just ignore it. And finally, I think it was over the pandemic, when I was, like, quarantined by myself, I was able to, like there and be like okay like it's okay that you're gay (laughs) i think it was like tiktok that really helped too yes i I don't know like shs like we do have lots of like queer students and stuff but yes there's not a very like good representation and it's not yes yes shs has been (laughs) notorious for not being good representation for a lot of groups of people yeah and it's just like there wasn't a lot of i mean i mean people are accepting but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. a very accepting like culture Mm -hmm. around it i believe so that's why i was like very deep in the closet yes and then finally like being alone being out in college where i'm like i haven't been around like these toxic mentalities i was able to like be like it's it's okay like we can confront this and like I was like okay so I am actually gay like that's what this means like I have all all these like things back when you call relationship things Mm -hmm. or whatever maybe people still do that but I'd have all these things with boys and I remember there was this one specifically like I'd hang out with him all the time and our friend group would too and Uh he finally like he got so mad at me because I never did anything with him and I like like deep down I guess I knew like I said but I was just like yeah I don't know why like I just don't feel attracted to him and he eventually like ended things because he said I was just using him for like his poolers car or something and I was just like okay "Mm, it's not that I was like genuinely it's not that I was just like I just don't feel attracted to you like yeah. The thought of making out with you is repulsive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, generally, that's not a good I could think for someone you're in a relationship with. <laughs> so I was like, maybe it's best we end. But um, yeah, so that I was like putting, it was like kind of fun to connect all these dots. I was like, oh, this is why I felt this way. Or like, oh, I don't know. You have all these things where you're like, uh, people would watch like the Hunger Games and they'd be like, "Oh my God, I'm gay. I'm Team Gail or I'm Team Peta." And I was like, "Oh, like I'm not. I'm not vibing with either teams." And then finally, I'm like, "Team Katniss." Oh God, it's because I was attracted to Katniss <laughs> the whole time. I was like, "This makes so much sense." And so, like, yeah, I like posted this video of March this year, 2020, yes, on the yes. year anniversary of like me publicly coming out or like saying it to someone else and. I, the day I came out, I, like, drove up to Madison, and I told Ashley I was going to, like, take her out to breakfast, and I had to discuss some things with her, uh-huh. and the whole drive there, I, like, had a mental breakdown. I was like, I can't, like, I just... I saw the video. Yeah, yes. I, like, couldn't say it out loud. Yes, yes. And I just, like, I couldn't, I don't know if I'd even said it out loud to myself. It was just, like, something I, like, I don't know, once I said it out loud, I felt like it was real, and mm-hmm. you can't really go back from that. And finally, like, I, well, I picked her up. And I didn't, we were supposed to go to Bassett Street Bunch Club. And I think yes. I drove her around for like an hour and a half, just like stalling. I was like, because she knew we had to talk about something really important. She kept saying like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, oh, like, I was just changing the topic. Like, I kept changing the topic. I was like, we'll talk about that in a second. And finally, she was like, I finally like was able to say it. And she's like the nicest person ever. Of course, she was like mm-hmm. uh, great about it. And then, um, slowly throughout like the year up to the point where I like publicly announced it on Instagram, yes, it was just yes. like, I'd either make like, <laughs> I found the easiest way to come out to people is I would just make like these really like weird comments or jokes until like they eventually got clued in and they'd be like, oh, I think she might be gay. 
I so I just like make all these subtle jokes around my friends or comments and finally like I need to hear one of these jokes. Oh god, I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> um Oh, this one time. Well, I guess this is how I came out to my brother. Oh. I was like, him and all his friends were sitting in our living room, and his girlfriend was there too, and um, we were watching American Horror Story. Okay. And I was just like, God, Sarah Paulson is the only woman over 50 I'd fuck. And finally, my brother like throws down his phone. He's like, what, are you gay or something? Like, You say all this weird shit all the time. And his girlfriend at the time ended up like turning to him and being like, yeah, like everyone knows she's gay. Like... So it was just like, I don't know, weird comments like that or... Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how a lot of people came to find out. And it's just like coming out as a lifelong process, I guess. Everyone you oh, meet yeah. is like, you got to like come out to them. Uh-huh. So I figured this would be the most convenient way for me. Oh, yes. Just to like put it out there on Instagram and at least everyone who like, I guess is mm-hmm. important enough that like we keep in tabs that okay. way would find yes. out. That's- when you came out on Instagram, did you feel like a big relief, a big like weight <laughs> lifted off from your so shoulders? So I had been planning it all day. Okay. Like all week, actually. Okay. I posted it. I set my phone down and I left the house for like six hours. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, I like left my phone at home mm-hmm. and I like was like, okay, I'm going to ignore this. I'm not like, I didn't want to see what like the reaction was. And I got home and at like 11 p.m. that night and I finally looked at everything uh-huh. and I was, like, literally shaking when I looked at everything. I was, like, I just, like, I, f- I don't care, like, what people think. But, like, it's just, like, weird that it's out there now. But after that moment, like, everything's just been, like, great. since then. Great. Like, yeah, it's okay. just, like, it's freeing. You know, like, now I'm, like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. have to, like, hide this. This is a big part of me that, like, yes. throughout my life, yes. you know. No. Has everyone been supportive of it? No one's been... Just about everyone. Yes, there's, everyone. There's okay. There's some of my okay. family that's been, like, a little weird about it, but they're... <laughs> they're it's bound to happen. Yeah, like, uh, I was bound to hit some pushback. Yes, And yes. there's been, like, a couple... Actually, there's been a couple people that, like, I don't know, haven't been super supportive, but I'm just like, you know what? If they're not supportive, like, uh-huh. they don't need yeah. to be in my life, whatever, so... Yeah, kind of like... Not to kind of... Mm-hmm. relate this anyway to coming out because mm-hmm. it's not anywhere near mm-hmm. that kind of struggle because mm-hmm. when i left Ripon, mm-hmm. my grandpa who mm-hmm. had been always very driven of me going to college and all that yes. and i told him i was l- dropping out he was very like oh please don't do this he was texting me begging me oh, yeah. not to do it not mm-hmm. not to t- put that on any level near where coming out of the mm-hmm. closet maybe but, but it is and the same, uh, yeah. kinda, kinda. There, there is that relation, absolutely. Yes. yes. And it was just like, I don't even know. I was so scared of it in high mm-hmm. school. Like, like I said, I just like never admitted it to myself. But like, I'd be in the locker room, and I felt like if I looked at someone too long, they would know. So I constantly was hyper aware. Oh, yes. Like, I just never ever looked at anyone in the locker room. Like, I'd look at my feet the entire time, and I was like, if I look at someone for point two seconds, mm-hmm. they're gonna know I'm gay. Or like, if I make a comment on how someone like looks pretty, like I'm, they they know I'm gay. So I was just so like always vigilant about that in high school i was like i can never uh, like clue anyone in on this because mm-hmm. i wasn't at like admitting it to myself either but yeah how, how long ago would you say when you came to terms like okay i am gay i'm probably like mid pandemic so like, okay yeah yes the that was yeah and then also i came up to my parents by those like subtle comments where finally my mom was just like like i I support you if we were in the car one and she's like i I support you if you are but like 
do you, are you gay by any chance? And I was like, yep, cool. Let's move on with the topic. <laughs> but my family also is not the kind of family that like yeah, yeah. emotionally discusses things. But mm-hmm. yeah, now it's kind of fun. Like I like like shocking people with the fact oh. that I'm gay. So when Ooh. I started at EMS, uh-huh. this is like a fun little game for me now. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? If there's going to be some discrimination and oppression and shit, like I might as well have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I love being like, like someone was trying to, uh, they're all like older people too. Okay. They're all, they've been all chill so far. Yes. But like someone was trying to like, um, I think like pair me up with one of the other like guys I worked with mm. and they like had him or they made like a comment or something. And I was like, Oh God, I, I need to like think exactly how I phrase this. Cause we were in the right. hospital. So we like every, after every call, we like clean up our shit in the okay. hospital and stuff. We're in the hospital, like cleaning our stuff, like restocking. And I just like look at them and I'm like, Hey blank, are you, do, do you have like, a vagina and they were like no like what and i was like oh because i'm gay so i was like you're not really my type otherwise <laughs> or shit like that and I, or i'm nice. just like yeah or i'm just like yeah i'm very gay or i don't swing that way so i oh. don't know it's very fun now to come out to people oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun i love fucking with people with it I love making them uncomfortable during Pride Month. My uh-huh. favorite comment, anytime would anyone like would yes. like joke with me, I'd be like, "That's a hate crime. Like that's so homophobic," and they get so scared. Like every single time I was joking, but I was like, "Oh my god, during Pride Month, you're gonna make this homo." Have you had to deal with any homophobic <laughs> shit? Yeah, like like my family mostly, like not okay. my immediate yes. family. Yes. Like, I have I have like cousins and aunts and uncles um, that live in Milwaukee, and they're very like. I think they texted me after I came in. They were like, we need to, like, have you come up here and discuss this. We need to discuss things. And I was like, oh, oh we need to discuss oh, things. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, do we now? Oh, God. But they eventually moved, and they were getting a bunch of rid of a bunch of their furniture. Oh. And I was like, hmm, I really want that desk that they have. So I ended up <laughs> going up there, and I was like, you know what? I'll discuss my sin to this world oh if you yeah give me a no, free super desk. religious yeah yeah, yeah. i was uh, like yeah 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 we could talk about my sinning and if you give me this desk i got the desk so it was a win i was like yeah you can braid me oh, for yeah. an hour like <laughs> i got free furniture out of it oh yeah now maybe there's someone listening to this podcast but are you searching for a girlfriend at the moment oh, 100%, no 100 percent. 100%, 100%. I, here's the thing. I am really bad at my phone. I, okay. I think currently I have 64 unanswered text messages. Okay, yeah. Because I just, I hate texting people. Like, I'm constantly on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I hate texting people. I get so, like, I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I'd rather, like, talk to someone in person. Okay. And so it's very difficult, like, pandemic-wise to, yes. like, meet people. Yes. You're not on, like, Tinder or... I'm on Hinge. Hinge? Okay. Um... Yeah, I had I just have an issue with like ghosting people or like not oh. responding or something oh. like that. So and I also don't have a fake because the like pandemic hit right around when yes. I was gonna get a fake. Yeah. I turned twenty one in a month. So I was like once I turn yeah, twenty one, I'm just gonna like go out and meet someone. Yes, I've got a countdown going to when yeah. I turn twenty one. Yeah. It'll be a glorious day. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like I don't know, there's this stereotype when you're gay that there's like the man of the relationship and the woman. I feel like I'm pretty, like, feminine, um, and I like more feminine girls, too, which mm-hmm. is, like, not very common. So that's all. Okay. I think that also, like, complicates finding a girlfriend. Yes. I like the, like, I don't know, stereotypical, like, girly girl or something. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is yeah. a call to action for any women out there listening to this podcast mm-hmm. who if it's some sort of interest in Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Call to action. Yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit her up. Hit her up. I am very single and newly gay, so mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's meet up. Yes, obviously this podcast comes out in like a month and a half from now, hopefully. I mean, not maybe not hopefully, but maybe status is still the same. Yeah. Hit her up. <laughs> Check it out. Yes. All right. Next. Now, do you wish you had like come out sooner? Or is it like the perfect time that you did? I don't know. I feel pretty happy with you how happy. I did okay. it. Yeah. Like I okay. said, in high school, it's very much like yes. stick to the norms. And I didn't really branch out with anything. So, yes, I don't know. And SHS can be a brutal place. Ah, yes. Yes. We've, we've all roamed those halls <laughs> four years. Oh. Well, let's be honest. Like, I don't know. I didn't have the mentality at the time. I don't think I was like strong enough or like, I think I would just would have like totally had a mental breakdown if I came out then because I just cared about what people thought so uh-huh. much. Yeah. Like a single person would have said something out and like, that's it. Like, I'm going to go cry. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, next. Mm-hmm. A topic I know you can probably rant on. Forever. And we've kind of touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but we have to talk about your taste in music. Because, mm-hmm. you know, following you on Instagram for a while, you're always posting about whatever, Taylor Swift, Lord, oh, gosh, you know, yes. all that. Yeah. All that. So. Yeah. The genres you're interested in. I, I'm, like, pretty open, actually. Okay. Um, so, I actually have drastically shifted, like, the direction I want to take my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was a biochem major at Baylor and now I am an English major and I hope to go into Ooh. something along the lines of like music journalism post-college. I want to go out to New York for a few years and maybe do like promoting concerts and reviewing concerts and Ooh. shit I like that. I have a feeling you'd be pretty good at that. I would really like that. I fucking love words and writing. Like uh-huh. I think there's such a power behind like words and how people like can articulate themselves and stuff. So, and I love concerts. So, you know, combine them. I also like film, maybe screenwriting one mm-hmm. day or something. We'll see. I'm, I have a long way to go to get there, but um, I love a lot of s- stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Not to be that person that's like, oh my god, I'm alt and shit, but yes. I am. I'm very into like the indie music okay. right now, so I really like like um, Lord, okay, um, yes, Cage the Elephant, Coin, um, but I also really appreciate like the mainstream pop girls, like Taylor Swift. I am the biggest Taylor Swift mm-hmm. fan you will ever meet. Like I would. I, I, I don't think I could ever meet Taylor Swift because I would have to, like, die after that day because my life would only go downhill. Um, I like Olivia La- Rodrigo. I like Billie Eilish. Yes. I think there was one person one time that I heard, like, called me a local because I only, like, went to, like, mainstream pop. Oh. I was like, wow, fuck you. I took that one to heart. And I started listening to, like, all these, um like, alt-indie artists and shit and... I, there's this one artist named Maude Latour, mm-hmm. and I connected with her on Instagram, and now we message quite frequently, and I she ended up having, like, a little, uh, she has family in Oshkosh, but she, like, lives in New York or whatever, and we ended up connecting in Oshkosh for a night, and uh, best fucking night of my life, it was just, like, a group of, like, 15 of us, and uh-huh. this, like, artist who she's, like, just slowly rising to her own thing, 
I seriously recommend her music. It's amazing. She's finally doing shows. Um, she's in her last year at Columbia in New York. Like she's a college student. Mm-hmm. She's gonna do great things. But it's just like all these little artists. I. Yeah love connecting with there's this one artist named lennon stella who i ended up going to see in the chain smokers concert she also was on the show called nashville when i was growing up and she was on like nine or ten seasons it was like a big cmt show and i ended up like connecting with her on instagram and i message her quite frequently which is so wild to think of but it's just like all these little like people that i'm just like i don't know i just like uh, like message them like something stupid like I'm talking to my best friend and then like randomly they respond one day and then it becomes this thing and it's just like that's kind of motivated me too I was like oh I have all these like little like foots in the like my feet are in the door of this career and now I met this one Uh um, music journalist and I've applied for some internships Mm. with um this offshoot of like this company called Warner and they are a music company and there's this um thing called girls behind the rock show and they like focus on getting women into music and i've applied for an internship for there so we'll see how that goes but oh yeah i just like want to explore that kind of area so Uh i'm definitely dabbling in that okay so all these artists you've listed i gotta hear Mm -hmm. some of your favorite albums of them because Mm -hmm. taylor swift i mean that's a big range and i gotta hear some favorite albums so my favorite album of all time is Melodrama by Lord. Okay. I think I'm going to get it tattooed on my knee coming Ooh. up. I'm just very broke right now. But um, as soon as I have money, I'm going to get it. Taylor Swift. Oh, my fucking God. I love all her shit. Uh-huh. But she has this one album called Speak Now. She wrote it when she was 19. Um, And she wrote it completely on her own. She didn't have a single co-writer. And it is just like lyrical geniusness. Like, it is fantastic. It's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming right out, right out of her country phase. It had, like, her big, like, tracks on that one were, like, Mean and Mine and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, everyone knows those songs. But she has some really amazing songs on that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. those are those are some big ones mm-hmm. that I'm obsessed with. Yes. No. yes. Of all the concerts you've been to, mm-hmm. have you seen Taylor Swift in a concert? No. no. Okay. okay, so she had this thing called Loverfest, right, okay. before quarantine yeah. started. Only two concerts in the U.S., and I ended up spending $1,700 on a Taylor Swift concert ticket. It was for Pitt, and I bought it. And then I was also going to have to buy a flight and a hotel because it was in Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> and then it got canceled, and I got refunded and whatnot. But that was going to be my first Taylor Swift show. Mm-hmm. Now you're just waiting. Mm-hmm. Just waiting. Second she goes on tour, I'm front row. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to sell a kidney, I will be front row at her concert. Yeah. Of all the concerts you've been to, though, which one would you say was, like, a favorite? Very strangely. Because, like, I'm not a diehard fan of their music. The Jonas Brothers. Ooh. Which is very weird. It was, I don't know, we got front row. I took my friend Natalie Kratz with me, and we got front row there. And I guess it was just, like, the fact that we had grown grown up with them on Disney Channel and stuff. Yes. And it seemed like such an unattainable, like, people. And then all of a sudden, like, they were there. And they were actual people. And they were five feet away from me. Mm-hmm. It was a very, like, surreal out-of-body moment. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was so weird to see it come to life. And I I'm, I don't cry, like, ever. Unless, like, okay. I'm in Spanish class. I or cry, a, uh, a Walking Dead character's dying. You're yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, rarely cry. And I started sobbing when the Jonas Brothers came on stage, like, unconsolable, like, ugly crying. 
And of course, their concert photographer got this on photo and posted it to their Instagram page. So now it lives on in like infamy on their Instagram page forever. Yes. It's just me front row, like ugly crying. But <laughs> that was that was a great. They had a really good show too. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to put on a good show. Okay. No. Next. All right. Mm-hmm. Told you we were talking. Going to talk about MATC. Yeah. Later in the show. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, semester. Your first semester. Mm-hmm. I just started my second. Yeah. My second semester. Now, are you doing all your classes like? Online completely, in person. Um, I have one in person, two over Zoom, and then one just like work on your own. So I guess I have like one of like I have the whole variety of classes. Mm -hmm. I'm only in thirteen credits though right now. So okay, but I also work full time. So yes, yes, it's a big difference. Mm -hmm. I am completely online on my own. No Zoom. No Zoom. I mean, like. So I'm I'm stu- uh, made uh, majoring in uh, business management. Mm-hmm. That's the program I'm in. I don't know if you call it majoring at MATC, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> business management. Some of the classes you have to take, the whole entire program can be done completely online mm-hmm. without like Zoom or in person classes at all. Mm-hmm. But some of the classes you like, okay, how does that work? I'm taking a small group interpersonal <laughs> communications <laughs> class, and you're like, how does that work completely online? That's what I signed up for. So there are going to be like a couple Zoom things, obviously, associated with that. Yeah. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm doing so I can do this podcast also. Mm-hmm. So like I'm at home. Like all all this morning I was doing classes. Yeah. And I did notes and now I'm here. So that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, I, I like MATC. Mm-hmm. So far, I think it's I think it's really good. I like it as well. It's really like good. Like it gets a bad rap. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you think back to like when you're at SHS, how many times people just shit they on shit MATC? On they shit on it so, so hard. hard, so hard. Like I remember, like before I went to MATC, I used to shit on it too. I know. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know. I had this idea in my head of people who went to MATC. Yeah, I was like, what the I'm fuck like, are you doing? And now, I, now I'm there, and I'm like, it's a, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's cheap. Compared yeah. to, compared oh to like God, yeah. other schools. Oh my that, God. That's what drew it to me initially is the uh, price. But I, mm-hmm. I love the the cro- classes and programs, and it's small class sizes, which is really nice. Oh yeah. So you're really able to like connect with your professors, and now I like I'm I kind of like beat myself up and I was like you were such a like bitch like internally I would never have said something to someone but I was like such a bitch about people who were going to MATC and uh-huh. I was like for exactly, what exactly yeah why did you think that you were above I don't that? know why either mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't remember if it was something like maybe someone maybe a teacher said something or like I don't remember how the stereotype got passed around there's such a stigma about MATC like uh-huh. such a bad rap yes it, it there is and like I would recommend MATC Such to everyone. Yeah. I would say that everyone should go to like a technical college before they mm-hmm. go to a full-time college mm-hmm. to save money and just get that and uh, get those annoying classes out of the way. Yeah. And it's, it's I'm going to be there for I think I believe 2 years. I have oh. the choice of doing 1 or 2 years there and I think I'm going to take the full 2 years. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. So, Are you going to transfer somewhere else? Yeah, I'm in the liberal arts transfer program. Yes, so yes. it'll eventually transfer me to UW. and mm-hmm. yeah, I would take my two years and bounce. I, I would say my thing is that I've always been good at school. Mm-hmm. Like in high school, I was the 4.0 kid. 
Yeah, I remember you being really. Yes, I was. I, I was always good at school, and I still am good at school. I just despise it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. I hate classes. I I really can't stand them. They're mm-hmm. so annoying. For some reason, I've always had. It's just really annoyed me, mm-hmm. like when teachers tell me to do things that like i really don't want to do at all yeah. like when the teachers hand out a really bad assignment or something a assignment i really can't stand it always just like bothered me for some reason yeah. i don't know why i don't mm-hmm. know why I, it's just always bothered me and i that's like the main reason i i don't like school mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna get my two years in and matc i'm gonna bounce yeah and i really have no idea where i'm gonna go from there there's so many options uh-huh. i mean i I always knew that I wanted to go back to school. Like, I like the idea of learning things. I don't like mm-hmm. the, the assignments or shit or deadlines. But oh, yeah. I love learning. And I, like I said, I always knew I was going to bo- go back. But, like, taking the two years off that I did, because I took a two-year gap year, mm-hmm. um, I really learned, like, you don't have to fucking go to college. And everyone's always, they say that, but do they really mean it? And... Truly, though, like college, unless you're going into very specific, specific programs, it um, it's really just like you learn like life skills and Mm -hmm. common sense and how to work through problems. So, yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah. By any means. Yeah. I kind of had that crisis when I was going to Ripon. I was like, do I need this? And I was like, I was one of those people that spent like hours on YouTube every day. Like, do I really need college? And everyone Mm -hmm. was like, hey, I mean, really, if you're going into like the medical field or being a lawyer or like stem or something like yes. nah like you need it for that but then otherwise not otherwise, really no like, otherwise no and you're like do i need to be yeah, here like you're a communication major and you're gonna like break it down and be like okay do i really need to be going eighty thousand dollars into debt for this or mm-hmm. could i figure this out on my own but yeah. you know it's it's a shitty thing about society that like a college degree does open doors for you. So it does, yeah. That's the fuck. So thing. I've kind of, <laughs> at least once I left Ripon, I kind of had like a, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis, but I have like a crisis like, holy shit! Until this moment, I'd only planned on going to college. Mm-hmm. I'd spent my entire life working up to college, mm-hmm. and then I left, and I was like, now I have no plan. I have no idea what's coming yeah. next. Exactly what I so, had with Baylor. Yes. It was just like your whole life trajectory is like out uh-huh. the window and you're like, fuck, uh-huh. where do I like go I, from I just this? remember being in high school being like, we got to get the 4.0. Mm-hmm. We got to get the best grades possible. Build up that resume. Do sports. Get letters of mm-hmm. rec- recommendation. All that shit. And then and then we just got to get to college. Yeah. I started taking the ACT my uh, freshman year of high school because Holy I was shit. so... I took it every single year of high school. I also had a hypothesis that I was getting dumber, and it did prove true because every single year my score went down from freshman year. But (laughs) (laughs) at least freshman year I scored a good score. But I was just like, yeah, so focused on college. Uh That was the only Uh plan. And then once, like, the plan fell through, I was like, what do I really want to do? So? Yeah, high school does not, like, I don't know, at least SHS didn't, like, give you, like, prepare you for the options Uh outside of, like, that one stereotypical, like. Yes. That one set route, uh-huh. yes. Yes, and then one, once I left Ripon, I came back, worked at the country club for like a few months, had some months to kind of like sit down and be like, okay, what do I really want to do? And during those months, I was listening to podcasts all the time. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, okay, you got to do something, some sort of education. So I said, MATC, applied there. I was like, damn, I'd really love to start a podcast. Did a lot of research on equipment. 
set this whole thing up mm-hmm. and i don't know if you remember me in high school i was always the super quiet kid yeah very very quiet very yes. introverted so starting a podcast like this was very out of the norm for me mm-hmm. i've never been a person to be like very talkative i've never been the person who has enjoyed presenting in front of people mm-hmm. or enjoyed talking to other people in high school i was very much the sit by myself do my do my own thing kind of person mm-hmm. so starting a podcast was very strange for me and even mm-hmm. now i still have struggles with some things yeah. like not gonna lie you're gonna this is you're gonna enjoy this so i knew i wanted you on this podcast uh-huh. and i said about last week friday i said i gotta reach out to taylor to get her on this podcast uh-huh saturday came and i was like i should really reach out to taylor and i didn't do it i don't know why i don't know why Mm -hmm. but i sat there and i was like you know i really got a message taylor about being on this (laughs) podcast but i just can't do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was very introverted i was like i was like i just can't send the message i sat there saturday came and went Mm -hmm. sunday came and went I think even Monday, I can't remember if I sent you the Monday. I the think it was Tuesday. That Tuesday. Out, yeah. Tuesday. So Monday came, went, and I was like, and Tuesday I woke up and was like, fuck it. I got I to gotta send something. Yeah. So Tuesday I sent something, and I was like, hey, not sure if you'd be interested in this, but I got some openings on my podcast. Love to get you on. And of course, you said, yeah. I'd love mm-hmm. So part of me <laughs> kind of becoming more extroverted is realizing that like asking people to be on a podcast mm-hmm. isn't like a major life decision and yeah. it's like it's, it's helped me like so much it's just that realization coming out of high school that like fuck it like who really cares like everyone mm-hmm. is so much more concerned about themselves than they are you that like worst thing that happens you get shot down you yeah. get told no like yeah. and then you move uh-huh. on like and the weird thing that's happened is that every person i've asked to be on this podcast mm-hmm. no one has said no yeah everyone's been like I'd love to. I've had a lot of people be like, they're busy. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Nelson. I've reached out to him yeah. multiple times to be on this podcast. He is just the busiest man I've ever <sighs> like known at the moment. He's playing for the Badgers right now, mm-hmm. starting for the Badgers right now. He is the busiest person. Yes. So like he said he wants to be on. He's just the busiest man ever. Yeah. So his uh, family is actually the one that I was a personal assistant for. Ooh. You, t- you took their grandma? Yes. Oh, I've heard lots of you know, She's really cool. Do you know cool. Gunta? Yeah. Yes, I, yes. I love their family to death. Oh I mean, for like four or five months there, I lived at that house. Like, I was there 9 a.m., mm-hmm. 9 p.m. every single day of the week. And yes. I, I I've, love that family. I've worked multiple summers with Jack, multiple mm-hmm. summers with Barrett. Barrett. Yes. Yeah, he works at the Country Club. Or this yes. last summer he did, at least. Or yes, with, with me. What not, yeah. Yeah, with me and Drew Paisold and Brady I OC. Adore, and their mother is. The oh, most, yes. She is such a badass. Oh, like, my God. Oh, my God. I love her to death. She is fantastic. Uh huh. So I've gotten to know. I really. I saw Jack on my first day when I went to interview with yeah. her. I just kind of met with her. I got referred by like one of her friends. And that was like the only time I ever saw him because he's just so busy. He's mm-hmm. never. Like, I was with their family so much. Yeah. Never once crossed his path. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he is he is so busy yes. like i remember one time so my dad's my boss my dad is the uh superintendent of the country club okay and he just superintendent basically means he runs the grounds crew so he's in charge of 
taking care of the course. Like we all, we all mow the grass, take care of everything there. Yes. And Jack had worked there and so does Bear. Mm-hmm. And I remember on the, on uh, my grandparents' boat this last summer, we were out there and Jack called my dad mm-hmm. for some reason, asked some question about a boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I was insanely drunk at the time. And my dad goes, hey, I'm on the phone with Jack. I'm like, pass me the phone. <laughs> <laughs> my dad passes me the phone. And I'm like, hey, Jack, hey, uh, what's up? I started talking to him about the podcast. I don't even remember what I said exactly. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you should come on the podcast. He's like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And he, I can't remember exactly, but we made some plan. And then he was like, oh, I'm busy. And it just fell through. But mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even know where I was going with this story. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where I was. about that man is busy as hell. Like... He's doing good things. Oh though. yes, he's, he's doing amazing things. He's every, doing great. Every things. every week you watch the Badger game, he's starting. Oh, I know. He's he's on the field. You oh, see it. You see him out there, and you're like, oh, I know, I I know that guy. What's yes. he doing out there? His grandma is so sweet. We call her Gunta, which I believe is German for grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, every single time, anything about the Badgers, she tells every single person she meets. She's like, yeah, my grandson, that's him right there. She'll well, we'd be out at coffee oh, yeah. or something or a restaurant. She'd be like, can you turn on the Badger game? And then she'd go around like to every single table and tell everyone that her grandson was playing and point him out. And it's just so sweet. <laughs> so great family. Yeah. Also, side note, you made it over two hours in the podcast. Two hours. Two hours. Damn. It's very weird. If you like, it doesn't feel like we've been sitting here for two hours. The last hour really flew by. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think the last time I looked, it was like one hour on the dot. And now it's two hours. Two hours. So yep. it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's. It really flies by. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see why I enjoy this every week. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that you have this. This is great. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll be seeing you again. Yeah. We still got a lot more questions to go. Though, oh, yeah. So. Are you still living in Stoughton? Mm-hmm. Or, yes. With my parents. Yes. Yes. I, th- I remember that you touched on that. Yes. Free rent. Free rent was nice. Oh, yes. Now, who are like who's like the close group of friends that you're hanging out with a lot nowadays? Very like it changes quite a bit with so last year, like the past year and a half, it was a very Mod Pod group of people, but it was one of the best times of my life, and it was all because of the Eichsters. So I've worked there for about six years now, mm-hmm. and it was Cat Eichster, her brother. And then, um, like, a group of people who had, like, been really close with the Eichsters. So, Carrie Aid, um, Marn Grittenholm, um, Carrie's boyfriend, whose name is Jared, and then Jacob's um, previous girlfriend, Megan O'Shea. And it was very, very weird. Like, when we were all in high school, I don't think we ever would have, like, paired up ourselves and been friends. But we had a great, great time. I know Carrie and Marn, I had actually, when I, they were seniors when I was freshman, I believe. And they, last fall, decided that, like, they needed to give Kat and I, like, the college drinking experience. And Carrie has her own house because we were missing uh-huh. out because of COVID. Okay. Can I say, I yeah. love giving people the drinking experience. <laughs> I love it. A lot of people have had their first ever drinks in this house. Yeah, really? Many. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fantastic, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they would take us to Carrie's house because she has her own house. And just teach us all, like, all the college, like, frat party games or, like, drinking games and get us shit-faced. We'd have the worst hangovers when we woke up. And then we'd have to, like, go to work at Eggsters. And we never once complained. We always, like, would work. 
And then every single Friday and Saturday for like two months, I feel like we did that routine. Oh, and it was yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. So. One gentleman who has first ever drinks in this basement, mm-hmm. he touched on it when he was on the show. So I'm okay saying his name, Ashton. Yes. Yes. Right down here. <laughs> he threw up on a pillow. Oh. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor Ashton. Poor Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had a fun time. He was actually drinking out of that bottle of vodka we got him. Oh, dear. <sighs> That's where the, he went wrong. That's where he went wrong. And I mean, I gave him the drinks, so. Mm-hmm. My, <laughs> c- my confession that I've thought of is a result of drinking vodka, so. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. You, you'll add to that. I will add we, to that. And then we'll so touch don't on forget that in it. a few months. Yes. Don't forget it. Now, I haven't even told the listeners about yeah. what that whole thing is, but don't worry. You'll learn about it soon enough, and it'll be a glorious thing. Don't worry. <laughs> the last episode of year one will be amazing. You call. You all can look. Forward I'm very to that. excited for it. Oh yes. And I just learned about it. So yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do at Exers? What's like your, your job title there? So I was a manager there. Okay. Um, for the past two years, I've recently like I still am gonna work Sundays, but with school, I've had to like I finally like ceased ceased that pretty much because. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a fantastic job. They're amazing people, but it's just like not super sustainable money wise when you can only work like X amount of hours a week and try to balance school too. So now I've, I'm working at SSM and the EMS station, which pays a lot better. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, but I was a manager there. So I just like run the front market and train people and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Great place. Now, where do you see yourself working in the future? If yeah. you had, if you had to throw out a guess, short term, I would kill to be in music journalism in New York. Ooh, dead ass! I don't know where I'd go after that because, like, New York is such a town for young people. Like, unless you have money, it's not. I don't want to live there my whole life. Like for sure, I'd want to come back somewhere, so like suburbia and like settle down. I can see myself in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I don't know. I could literally go anywhere. Anywhere. My, my crazy, like, dream. I, You know, maybe I'd end up going back into the medical field, but I was also looking into something along, like, first response, like emergency medicine mm-hmm. out at national parks. That was something. There's mm. programs that I've applied for and, like, looked into that with that. So that's always in the back of my mind that I'm, like, I could. And once you go into EMS, there's, like, very short, like, you go back to school for a year and you can get your nursing and stuff like that. So... Okay. I have lots of options. You can also do anything with English pretty much. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now we're into kind of a lot of, in a lot of episodes, I like to do like a random question part mm-hmm. where I jot that like for at the end of the notes, wherever, however big the gap is in the notes, I jot down random questions. To yeah. Ask. Okay. First one, kind of deep. Mm-hmm. Biggest regret. Oh, this isn't a deep response, but the fact that I never went to a Taylor Swift concert. Oh, yeah. And I had my license while one of them was going on. Never went to it. Biggest regret. I will die with that regret. Taylor Swift is bound to go on tour again. She'll eventually She's go on She's bound tour. to be somewhere near Wisconsin in the next... <laughs> Within the next decade, at least. Oh, God. She's going to stop music soon. I'm running the clock on this one. Oh, like, God. 
She's, she's oh, you'll gonna, you'll get your chance. I'll get a chance. You'll it's gonna be like chance. a greatest hits tour or something. Yes, but maybe if she ends music now, maybe it'll be when you're fifty. But event <laughs> eventually, eventually you'll get to it. See Taylor Swift, eventually. <laughs> oh gosh, I will. I'm putting it out into the world. I've manifested it. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, if you could travel back in time and tell yourself five years ago, tell mm-hmm. your Tell yourself five years ago one thing. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Simply not to give a fuck about what, like, anything. Like, because people, like, I kind of said this earlier. People don't care what you're doing at all. I was yeah. so concerned in high school about what people thought of me all the way through high school. And I feel like it. I would have been able to meet and, like, talk to so many other people that, like, I genuinely had a connection with instead of, like, my superficial group of like, I do love a lot of people I was friends with in high school. Yeah. But there are some people that I'm just like, I was literally just friends with them for such a performative, like, I don't know, status boosting mm-hmm. sort of thing. And that's so stupid. Like, what's the point of that? So. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. All right. Mexican or Italian food? Oh, I love both. Mexican, though. Mexican. I love Mexican food. Oh, it's so good. What's your choice? I'd have to go Italian. Mm-hmm. I'd have to. That's a hard one. It, it is. A, it is. It definitely is. <laughs> I know. I would say one thing I've always wanted to do, and I might do during this break, because I'm going to finish recording my episodes for the year sometime the next month. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have all through 51, and I'll just have 52 for the end of the year episode. Mm-hmm. So I'll have a little bit of a break where I'll just be upgrading the studio and not recording. Yeah. I've always wanted to get into making Italian. Like, just learn how to cook a killer lasagna. Dude, I got really into cooking over quarantine. Oh, my God. I didn't know how to cook shit before quarantine. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm going to be so egotistical right now. I'm a fucking amazing chef right now. Okay. I'm so good. <laughs> like, you, I, at least once a week, I bake bread from scratch. When mm. I make pasta... I'd say 50% of the time I make the pasta myself. Like I am. That's, I've always wanted to do that. I oh, Just seeing the eggs and the flour so and, just, and I, just learn yeah. how to. Oh my God. I can't remember the last time I used a jar of sauce. Like I make every single thing from scratch now and it's fucking amazing. Like That's my dream. Oh my God. I just want to learn how to sit down and just bake like a kill lasagna mm-hmm. and a, make an amazing spaghetti. Once you get the spices, spices are where it's at. Uh-huh. You can do anything after the spices. You just I I'm yeah. I'm naturally just horrible at cooking. I can't <laughs> cook for shit right now. Mm-hmm. I've always it's just one of those things where I've just always been lacking in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like earlier on, like my communication skills completely lacking. Yeah. So that's why I like started a podcast. Mm-hmm. So like I can get better at it. Yeah. I just want to learn how to cook some killer meals. Just throw I can't, yourself in the deep end. Just I go can't. For it. Yeah, I lo- I love to do that. I can't cook for shit. Yeah. I, nothing. I, you know. Okay. Here, my top two advice: garlic and onion in every single thing you cook. Okay. And spices. And literally, I don't. I don't think I've ever used a recipe. Really, you just like go. I usually go with like what smells good. And you're a very intelligent person. You'd be able to like pick your like. Okay, this food is very acidic. It's not gonna go with this kind of food. Okay. And you just like pair things. Like okay. I don't know. That kind of comes down to spices. So you don't use you don't use oregano and basil with like something that isn't tomato because that counteracts each other like okay yeah that's how it's it's kind of fun it's like almost yes 
it's chemistry. I don't uh-huh. know if it's chemistry, and, but and just like the thought of cooking an amazing meal for mm-hmm. someone. I always love to give back to people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what I've learned recently. Like, for example, my friend Brady Estervig yes. recently went up to college in Eau Claire. And he had talked to me uh, his last semester, which was in the spring. And he had said, like, oh, he's had trouble getting alcohol up mm-hmm. up there. And though he, he, he likes to have a drink every now and then. Mm-hmm. But he's had he's like not been able to get anything up there. So recently for his birthday, I sent him up with a box full of enough alcohol to get him through and to get him through probably the first semester. That is really nice. I sent him, (laughs) uh, so if you look on the wall there, not like the handle, but Mm -hmm. the one in between the handle of fireball and the handle of captain, like that size, I sent him like that size of captain, fireball, Kessler, and vodka. (laughs) Holy shit. I sent him up with that, so hopefully he's good to go for a while. Yeah, so you would hope. Yes, I I enjoy giving back to people, so I'd love to be able mm-hmm. just to be able to cook a killer meal and just like yeah. just bring like a tray of lasagna somewhere. But like, hey, you have this. Um, at your um thingy in December. Yes, yes. I'll bring some food. <sighs> I'll bring you some food. All the drunk guests will appreciate oh, that. I'll bring some pasta then. Pasta's the best for when <sighs> you're drunk. I'm gonna bring some killer pasta. It, it, it's gonna be <laughs> when that when that final episode happens. It's gonna be like 40 people in the basement, drunk out of their mind. It's gonna be so fun. Oh, it's gonna be. And it's gonna be the best. You better be there. <laughs> I'm coming. Oh, okay. Yes. Where am I gonna go? Yes. I don't know. That's a that's a very loaded question because I just pick up and go places uh, quite yes. frequently. But you might be on the opposite side of the world <laughs> come then. I'm already scheming with someone. I'm gonna go stay with them in Utah. Ooh. And snowboard, so that'll be fun. But Ooh, but I'll postpone it for your thing. Oh yes. When that final yes. when that final episode happens, you'll see a lot of people. Uh, everyone who's been in an episode will be invited to that. So you'll probably see a mm-hmm. bunch of people you probably haven't seen since you graduated. Oh, it'll be so fun. Uh-huh. That'll be a great time. It will be, and I'm yes. looking forward to it so much. Yes. Next question. If you could be any animal for a day, what would it be? What a question. Oh, I'd want to be a shark. Ooh. I love sharks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Number one thing on my bucket list, I want to cage dive with great white sharks. They seem so cool. I mean, also, my most irrational feel, fear in the world, which is, like, very, I don't know, ironic, considering I'm obsessed with sharks, is that I'm terrified of the ocean. Ooh. Like, it's so scary. It's so big. Do you, like, it? You don't you don't swim in it at all. Uh, I have. I don't go past the point where I can't touch the bottom because it's so scary not knowing what's uh-huh. under you. Yeah, yeah. So I think like the ocean and whales are the most scary thing to me because whales are so big, like they don't mm-hmm. belong on this planet mm-hmm. as that big. But I would be a shark because like you have oh, yeah. that status. People are scared of you, but you just get to vibe out in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What? Well, yeah, one day I'm gonna go cage diving with sharks. Okay. So. In school, we touched on this, but your least favorite subject is math. Absolutely. I would take it your favorite subject is English? Yeah, yes. I'd say so. Yes, I would say it's the exact opposite <laughs> for me. My favorite subject was math. Uh, I couldn't stand English. Good. Different sides of the brain working yes. there. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. I really did enjoy biology, though. Did you ever take AP Bio or anything I in did high not. school? I took, like... I can't remember, like, biotech with uh, yeah. Van V. Mm-hmm. I never took any AP uh, science classes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. That class is extremely interesting. I think that's what yeah. like pushed me to go into bio or biochem yeah. as a major. But who's your teacher for that? Oh, Van V. Oh, I love Van V. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a good lady. She's a good lady. <laughs> she's she's good. Uh-huh. But no. Oh yeah. Only two questions left. Two Ooh. questions. All right. What are some of your big goals for the future? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this is. I'd like to think about. I'd like you to think about this one because on the odd chance, let's say. You're listening to this 10 years mm-hmm. from now. What would say, like, what are your big goals mm-hmm. for the future that maybe you'll be able to reminisce upon in yeah. years to come? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Actually, I think I, like, have a pretty solid response pretty quick to this. Okay. I've thought about this quite a bit. Um, I definitely want to find, like, a significant other that I yes. truly deeply connect with. Yes. And I've always wanted a family of my own, but I do not. I hate children. I hate them so fucking much. I want to <laughs> kick kids. I'm sorry. That's so bad. I hate kids. Um, But I want a family. I want to foster teenagers one day, Ooh. which is like a very like, I don't know, strange thing. But like, I want to be a foster parent for teenagers. Okay. And so like down the line, when I picture my future, I, I don't even know what career I'd want. I don't care. Like, I'd want, I'd be doing something mm-hmm. I like. But I pictured myself in, like, a house in a, like, cute little, like, neighborhood someday with, like, a person I love and, like, children that I can, like, sort of make a difference with. Okay. So. Yes. Kind of sentimental, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, that's, like, yes. my outwardly goal. Yes. Yeah. And then, for my last question. Mm-hmm. Same last question for every guest. Every guest who's ever on this show. For at least this whole year. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? If everything goes according mm-hmm. to plan. I'd have a college degree. A college degree? Which yes. is so stupid. But I'd have that done. Um, and then I'd be like starting to get established in a career somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Kind of lame, but that That's stability is nice. I've had a very like. It's a good, it's a good one. We've, yeah. we've had people say they'll be dead. <laughs> Yes, that's for sure. You know, you never know. You never know. God, yeah. I God, I, I hope I'm not dead in ten years. Yeah, I see some yeah. crazy. And shit I hopefully, w- hopefully, I didn't just jinx that. <laughs> crazy shit at work now, where I'm like, shit, like who knows? Who but, knows? But, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Taylor. Thank you for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. You made it two hours and about twenty minutes. That's a good. That's a decent amount of time. Good. It's a. It's weird to think about because you couldn't imagine just sitting down and talking to someone. Yeah, like I haven't seen you in years. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine like years ago just being like, okay, you're going to sit down across from someone you haven't seen in two years and talk to them for two hours and 20 minutes and have a decent conversation. Oh, I straight up could. I do that all the time. All the time. I've been, this past year, I've been texting people randomly and I'll take them out to coffee. I sit there and talk with them for four uh-huh. hours. I love yes. it. Yes. This is fantastic. Yes. But thank you for this. Yes. I yes. yes. I, ho- I hope you enjoyed your time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. This has been episode number 45 taylor thank you for coming in hopefully we can see you again in the studio yeah. you're a great guest all right thank you for having me all right ladies and gentlemen this is code 1030 episode number 45 we are out